0: welcome back we're here with season four of the mighty sports podcast i'm your host Tom taylor and i've been conversing with the mad podcaster and quite frankly he's very mad we're gonna try to find out why so we'll take some questions from one of our live twitter followers yes ma'am please state your name and where you're from
1: Hi, my name is Felicia and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions, you know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You uh, know what I mean? Me, like, podcast, yeah, you can't be asking podcast. me no questions. Yo, yeah, I'm gonna th- tell you I'm at. I'm, 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 I'm gonna tell you why I'm at. Like, like they, like they, these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes, you know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, language. I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This is my fourth season, yo. This is my fourth season and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take, he make wild shows. That cold pizza show, it was cool. It was I. Right. I mean, I got more John Blaze than that. I mean, I got John Blaze taste, and, and they're not even recognizing it. they not even recognizing it. And fuck is that, yo? Yo, who is you to be asking me any questions? Yo, who is you?
0: I gots to talk. I gots to tell how I feel. I gots to talk about sports how I see it. This was out to you.
1: This was out for you. And you. And you. And you.
0: This is out to you. This is out to you. This is out to you, and you and you Hello. Not only that, not only that, I, since we got those technical difficulties, out, I wanted a brief time out to thank the two of the people that's responsible for making sure this podcast gets back up and running. I want to thank my moms. No doubt. Got to thank mom Dukes all day long. You know what I mean? Like she helped. She, she came through in the clutch. Help me out. I also got to thank DJ, Bobby DJ Scepter. Now you guys hear me talk about him all the time at all events that he's at. DJ Scepter is also a wizard on his computers and for his personal friends. You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while he likes to hook him up. But we're not here to talk about all that, I just wanna thank them. And even so, even much so, before I fully jump into my sports, right? Before I fully, 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 fully jump into the sports, right? I wanna wanna take a brief moment, right? Cause I told him I was gonna do this. I told him 100% I was gonna do this. I wanna take a brief moment to apologize to a friend of mine, to a lady friend of mine, Cody. Well, I want to apologize to her for being a complete ass last night. I don't know what came over me, but as I told her on the ride to the crib, and as I have expressed today, I have realized that I have dealt in some assholery that is completely out of my character. I don't know where it came from, but that's basically how I'm feeling right about now. So, once again, I told you I was going to apologize on the air so everybody can hear, so it doesn't go past one single ear. And so it is on historical reference that, yes, I was an asshole last night on October 30th for no reason whatsoever. For somebody that that, that, that was that was hooking me up, they understood my situation. And for some reason, at the end of the night, I, I, I became dick so yeah congratulations i played myself and that's how I, I, that's basically what it is so if i'm forgiven i'll never know but i always say i'm a man of my words so i was going to apologize i did some apologi- that i'm apologizing and also i'm a man of my words that i'll tell you that's so completely out of my character you have no clue like I'm, I'm vexed with myself like i'm kind of disgusted with myself but we digress it a little too far. Let's get back into the sports. Let's get back into the sports. Let's get back into the sports because you know what? We've had a good night. And by, and by that, I mean, not only just a good night, but we've had a good time in sports, right? Over the last couple of weeks. Nah, I said, I've been gone for some time. So there's some things that, that you may not have known it or, or some things that you guys need to get out of the way. Right? So I think the last time that we spoke may have been like around like week five or something. So we got some week five picks. We got we gave you all of that information. We're going to jump in here hard and heavy. I'm telling you. So week six, I went 10 and five if you were listening. Week seven, I went 12 and two if you were listening. Yeah, I've, I've been doing my thing. I've been doing my thing. I've been doing my thing. And week eight. No, week eight. It's kind of yet to be determined. As we're going to go over a little bit this week. Right? But like I said, we're not going to spend too much time over here. Week 8 in the NFL. As I said, this is Halloween. So, of course, you had to imagine that I was going to get myself just a little bit of thriller going on through the night. As I said, we're getting straight into it. Week 8 in the NFL. First first things first, right? First things first. We had Miami. Going up against Houston, and that Miami and Houston game
2: close,
0: close, close. ended with Jameis—not Jameis, but this kid, Deshaun Watson, putting up five touchdowns. That's probably the only honorably mentioned here. We picked Houston to win this game, and Houston did win this game, 22 to 42. Next up, we have Philly versus Jacksonville. We picked Philly to win that game. Philly did win that game, 24 to 18 next game we have Baltimore versus Carolina we had Carolina winning that game and Carolina end up coming away with a victory 36 to 21 as Cam Newton continues to ball on next up we had Kansas it was Denver versus Kansas City we had Kansas City running in that game as Kansas City came away with a 30 to 23 win over Denver with Patrick Mahomes passing for another 303 yards. That's another game that he passes for over 300 yards. Following after that, we had a division rivalry game between Pittsburgh and Cleveland as Pittsburgh came away with that victory as we assumed that they would, 33-18. As as James Conner came away with 146 yards rushing, still making you wonder, 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 Le'Veon Bell who? Oh, it's been a thriller. Following that, we had Seattle versus Detroit, and we had Seattle come away with that victory, as they did, 28-14. And if you ever realized it, folks, we still haven't lost a game so far tonight. <laughs> as in that game, we saw Matthew Stafford pass for 310 yards, putting up two touchdowns right following that we had Tampa Bay versus Cincinnati and remember that this game we were all over the place because we had no clue what was going on now we're gonna give you my take that's about Tampa Bay in a minute because you know what Tampa Bay did something that we thought that they should have done initially and if they hadn't done it by now we was gonna bring you into the question but we'll talk about just a little bit later in the show as we pick Cincinnati to come up with this victory and Cincinnati actually came with this victory 37 34 Evans put up 179 yards with one touchdown right so once again we were right folks if you're if you're paying attention that is one two three four five six seven eight that is the first eight games of the evening that if you are following the mighty football picks that eight is that eight let me count that again one two three four five six seven that's seven if you was following the mighty football picks then you so far did not lose any of these games coming up i'm just saying now I'm a little bit would I be surprised if you guys picked against the grain? I would not be surprised if you guys may have picked against the grain, but I'm telling you, I've been on smoke this year. And I'm telling you that I've been on so much smoke that if you listen to me say earlier in the season that where well, we thought that it was a possibility that Drew Brees may win the Super Bowl. And if you put money on that, then I am saying kudos to you because it's still looking like a safe bet. Next up we had Chicago Bears taking on my New York Giants. Now we and listen. We know we don't. I don't like to do this too often, but I but I know what's up. I know what Khalil Mack is it, when Khalil Mack steps, Khalil Mack's team steps on the field. What that means, even when they don't happen to have Khalil Mack, it is still a f- a fucking thriller. Jets lose that game 24-10 as we had predicted they would, not the score but at least they predicted that they were lost. Next up we had Washington picking Giants and Washington beat the Giants as we thought they would 20-13 as Adrian Peterson put up 149 yards for one touchdown and we're going to give you a little bit of honorable mentions as Eli Manning did happen to pass for 316 yards in a losing effort once putting up one touchdown and two interceptions and Odell Beckham did put up eight interceptions for 106 yards somebody's to blame there we need to figure this out soon because they need to figure this out soon because if you don't figure it out and I don't figure it out who's gonna figure out what the heck is wrong with the New York football Giants I have a stat for you later on in the show and when I tell you this you're gonna look at me like I have three heads but I'm telling you I am right and man <laughs> as next up we had Indiana taking on Oakland and we picked Indiana to to beat up on the dysfunctional Oakland Raiders as they managed to do at 42 to 28. After that was San Francisco versus Arizona. This may be one of those few games that might've been on the edge because both of these teams are fairly, fairly mediocre as I'm gonna have fun to pick Oklahoma and San Francisco next week. But happy to pick the right pick in Arizona as Arizona etched and squeaked their way to a victory 15 to 18 over San Francisco. Next up we had Green Bay taking on the LA Rams and you know what? I'm not happy to say that I was right on this game because you know what? The, the tomfoolery, the, the, the assholery that, that went on in that game is kind of the same kind of tomfool and assholery that I put on the last night. Once again, I want to say that I'm sorry because Green Bay lost that game 27-29 while Aaron Rodgers had a chance to put that ball in his hand with the last two minutes to go. That shit ain't funny. I don't appreciate this nigga laughing in my ear. <laughs> but we were right. The LA Rams beat the Green Bay Packers 29 29- to 27 next up we have the sunday night game and the monday night game and folks i'm telling you if i get these next two right you know what that means do you know what that means that means i didn't miss a game last week mark it down in week eight i was great mark it down 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 danger zone as for the sunday night game we had new orleans taking on the minnesota vikers and if I, if I told you once i'm gonna tell you before i am not gonna say it anymore until i'm blue or sore. i have the new orleans saints winning the super bowl i had a dream about it i saw it if they don't then i'm surprised but put it in say air on my radars then when well, see what I mean Drew Brees is has is winning MVP. Something something good is really gonna happen with Something good is really gonna happen with New Orleans. I can sense it this year, and if you know me, then you know that I have I happen to have a game on in the back, and there is no better game on to have on the back than the New York Knicks versus the Indiana Pacers. And if you bring out on bring on any form of historical reference about the Indiana Pacers and the New York Knicks in my presence, you're liable to get slapped. I mean I literally may slap the shit out of you, B I I'm not playing. Like that's how that's how strongly I feel about that moment. Don't talk to me about that, especially if you're using that shit in just or to throw it in my face. That is one of those moments in Knicks history that I take very sorely. I mean I I take extremely Sure. Like you, you hear how vexed I am now Just imagine if you brought that up to me Just imagine if you decided to bring it up to me on my face You understand what I may dude You understand the kind of carnage I may unleash upon you You understand like I'll, There'll be no whole boss Like I'll bring you into it I'll bring your team into it I'll bring your mama into it I'll bring your daddy into it If you have a, if you have a baby that ain't cute I'll bring your ugly baby into it Don't you play with me in any other places in New York Knicks history I don't play that shit B but we had the New Orleans Saints taking on the Minnesota Vikings. And we picked the New Orleans Saints to, pick, to beat the Minnesota Vikings. And that they did with 30 to 20 points. 30 points for Saints, 20 Minnesota. They came with a victory. Honorable mention, Kirk Cousins. Because Kirk Cousins happened to go 31 for 41, passed for 359 yards, had two touchdowns, had it, had one interception. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Phelan and Diggs both passed for over 100 yards. It's more honorable to mention. And they still lost to them boys in the Saints. And the you know, Saints just got better. So when I tell you, listen, when I tell you.
2: When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the result you're going to get. I'll
1: go to ante up. Yep, you'll get your barbie chain gap yep.
0: I tell you now. The owner's just going to keep getting better. New New Orleans really is going to keep getting better. Final game of the season. So we got that game right, too. Final game of the the night. New Orleans versus Buffalo. And, folks, we ain't dumb. We may hate New England, but we ain't dumb. We ain't dumb. We picked New England to win that game. And that they did in a very ugly game where there wasn't a touchdown scored by the New England Patriots until I believe the, 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 Third quarter or so, so the Patriots come away with that victory, twenty-five to six, as Tom Brady passes for three hundred twenty-four yards. And that, folks, is <laughs> that, folks, is your week eight wrap-up. And folks, yes, count it. That is one. That is two. That is three. That is four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 11, 12, 13, 14 folks. We went a perfect fourteen and last week yeah i said it the picks were up for you guys to see no they were on the website remember all you have to do go to mytsports.net that's mytsports.net and every single week you will see our picks like listen you about to get our picks right now on the air right when we come back from these commercial breaks right we're gonna do our picks right here in the air so you get our week nine picks and man are the, are the picks for week nine kind of dangerous because We got six people on the bar. What does that mean? We'll talk about that on the fantasy portion of the show. Well, that and more later on on the Mighty Sports Podcast. Can we cut to a commercial? Somebody run that multi vest kit. Let me put you on a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals? That you should be getting anyway. Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari, Nintendo to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360s, and yes, that does include all of the PlayStation, Nintendo systems, and Xboxes in between. They've been family owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of Wolf 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses' Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 The Ticket, and, oh no, let's not forget, Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games. Where you save more, so you can play more. And we are... Back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. You're still listening to your host, the one and only Dallin Thomar Thaler. You know what I say? You're talking to the host with the fire in his beard and the thunder in his voice, making every take mighty. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Well, let's get back to the sports like we get back to the old school, like we get back to the business, like we get back. To the world week eight of the nfl is coming up tomorrow night am i the only one that these early sunday games are starting to mess up a little bit just a little bit is it, is it just me that these sunday night for fantasy purposes that is that these evil not evil <laughs> i said evil <laughs> i'm gonna tell you why i said evil <laughs> Wow. That's why I said, huh. Not said evil. <laughs> And don't forget, before we go any further, don't forget that you can check out, right, and you can interact with me live on the podcast if you go to the website, mytsports.net, that's mytsports.net, you can interact with us live right here on the podcast, Post your questions, post your concerns. I'll see them, I'll interact, I'll leave a a send a message directly to you. I may ignore you, I won't ignore you. But definitely what we we try to do, if you take the time out to post your questions on my site, I'll take the time out to try to address them on the air. How about that? that will be my deal to you. Did I apologize already for being an asshole earlier, sometime yesterday? This morning, really early in the morning, I was cranky. I, I, I was I was, functioning like 4 hours of sleep like You understand, it was already like 2 o'clock in the morning I had been up since 6, I had to be up at 6 I, it's, no it's no excuse, it's no excuse, it's no excuse So let's sit here with this quiet storm, let's like just wash it over the body Week 9 of the NFL is coming up Very first game is gonna pop up on Thursday And this is probably the game that so far gave me yeah, wow. Hey, wow. the most grief Out of all of the games that I had to pick it gave me the most grief right. out of all of the games that i had to pick and it wasn't because i thought this it was going to be a good it game it, it wasn't because i thought that that both of these teams maybe had something to prove or that both of these both of these teams are going to be high powered offense it's because that both of these teams are so mediocre so both of these teams are so dysfunctionally bad i couldn't determine on who the hell is going to win here but you know what you know what ended up being a determining factor you know what made me end up saying you know what t you're tripping. I understand that both of these teams may, may, may suck in your eye. But you know what? One of these teams have, a, have their starting quarterback. And the other one doesn't. And even though the other one, the team that does, is getting rid of their wide receiver. Is getting rid of their best defensive player. They, I mean, they're getting rid of everybody except for the head coach that's making all these damn decisions. But I still don't think they're dysfunctional enough. To lose to the San Francisco 49ers I don't I don't see Breda And whoever else left on that team Doing enough work To be able to make themselves relevant Not relevant the way Baltimore has been We'll talk about Baltimore Because Baltimore, so Baltimore, has Baltimore. He may so first up, we're going to pick Oklahoma, Oakland to beat San Francisco. Next up, we have Atlanta versus Washington. And while Atlanta may have one of those high-powered offenses we like to think of, Riley and Coleman and Julio Jones and Matt Ryan, I just don't see it. What I have seen, as I've been breaking down lately, is that Matt Ryan has always been surrounded with talent, top wide receiver talent, as we're now seeing dynamic playmaking running back talent at times. Yet one Super Bowl appearance. So I don't know if this is an indictment on Matt Ryan, over this indictment of us how hard it is um to make it in to the Super Bowl? But it seems like every other year, a team from the NFL, from the NFC is going in there. And they just keep rotating these guys. And these guys just keep going up against Tom Brady or Peyton Manning at the time. Or Baltimore at the time. And, and we get to see what happens. But even Pittsburgh. And those are the guys that they're facing against. But it's really those four guys. It's, it's really been Balta- It's really been Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England, and whatever team Peyton Manning was playing for at the time. That has been the representative from the AFC to the going up against all of these guys from the NFC. And we like to put all these guys from the NFC out on all, all, all the time on these pedestals and, and and say that they're all kinds, saying that they're all kinds of great players. But we don't take into account that, listen, they have great players on their team all the time and they don't do much with them or they're not doing enough with them. For as much time as we hear that Atlanta has, Atlanta should be doing better. So we know what we're going to do here. We're going to pick Washington over Atlanta, Atlanta. From what has been happening lately with Atlanta, with, AJ, with, with Alex Smith, and now having Adrian Peterson, as, as much as other running backs and also a couple of other wide receivers on that team. I like what they do there. And if you're gonna if you're telling me that Adrian Peterson is still able to run that ball twenty plus times and still able to give you over hundred something yards a game, then you do it. That is Mr. all day. You could call him A D, you could call him AP, but just know that he is still running the ball like he has something to prove. Washington over Atlanta. Next up, we have Detroit versus Minnesota, and this is not even a thinker for me. I, I know what what is happening in Detroit, and I think that makes it even harder for them to try to win games. So, you know what? I'm going to pick Minnesota over the Detroit Lions. Next up, we have Pittsburgh versus Baltimore. And this is one of those division games, right? And these division games always kind of freak me out because you never know what's going to happen but You know, because you know what happens in these division games you have Tom Brady on your team and every other team that he plays up against he's putting up three to five touchdowns but yet when he plays against when he plays against Buffalo he only gets one because his team has scored three down field goals and, that's, and that barely happens with New England this is what I see now Baltimore has, got, has done a couple of things as, as, as Pittsburgh is still waiting to do things I like the way that Baltimore's defense has been playing lately. Uh, Baltimore seems to also have found the, the right kind of pieces to put back around Joe Flacco to make him look respectable again. And I mean this in every kind of positive and negative jabs that you can think of. So don't get it twisted. I think they've recently gone, that they've in this offseason, they've gone out. And they've gotten a couple of wide receivers that they know are respectable and could get into the end zone, like a Michael Crabtree, as we already heard how I described Michael Crabtree earlier. In case you forgot. But also their defense have been doing well, and. Just like I told you in the beginning of the season, and even though I've kind of been away from that, it's really only been against a few teams that I've gone away from this. I've gone away from this concept, and that is without no Le'Veon Bell. I do not want to pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, while James Conner has been proven to be a viable replacement for Le'Veon Bell right now, I still don't feel the need to pick them against the Baltimore defense. That I feel that while we all know who Pittsburgh is. And without Le'Veon Bell, I can't say that they have a second dynamic catching person out of the backfield. All you really have is Antonio Brown. I think that Baltimore has at least two or three of those guys now. At least they have two in the wide receiving category. That at least when they get into the into the end zone, you have to think to yourself that hey, these guys can score. And round and round Like you keep telling me That Baltimore isn't good But Baltimore keeps putting up numbers That say you know what We may be better than you think And next up we have Kansas City versus Cleveland And I'm not even going to pause here To say that I think That Kenny in my home Is going to beat the Cleveland Browns And beat the brakes off of them Very, 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 very Very, 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 very Disrespectfully Expect seven touchdowns I'm writing it down here Seven touchdowns. 489 yards minimum. As Indian paces up on the New York Knicks 19 to 13. Next up, we have the game of the week where the Best game of the week. This is one of the multi best games of the week, as I'm being biased. The New York Jets take on the Miami Dolphins. And can I tell you, man, I'm excited about this game because the New York Jets have been looking a little bit better than we anticipated. And they looked a little bit better than when they last took on the Miami Dolphins. And the Miami Dolphins look a little bit worse than when they took on the New York Jets. Players are getting injured. Achilles are being ruptured. You know, quads are go- are exploding. kneecaps are being shattered, and all of that speed is starting to be slowed down. But you know what? Let's bring it back. Bring it back. Bring it back. We need to bring this game back to Miami. And if Miami happened to go to the to go to New York and win the first game, then I'm hoping that we can keep tradition alive and the New York Jets can come down here and win in Miami because I cannot take a sweep. I have people lined up on towers across from my house ready to take shots at me the moment they lose. I'm not trying to be sniped all night. So I'm going to pick the New York Jets to to beat Miami. I hope you realize that. New York Jets over Miami. That ain't ain't emotion. That ain't nothing more than than, than pure football goddory. And also, I'm going to tell you why I have more faith over the New York Jets than I have of any team in New York right now playing professional football. (laughs) You got the Chicago Bears taking on the Buffalo Bills, talking about New York teams, right? I expected the Buffalo Bills are going to take another loss. It's not that Chicago doesn't know how to play in snow. They're going to go up to Buffalo and they're going to say, hey, Buffalo, what do you think you're doing over here? We got Khalil Mack back. He's back. He's back here. He's back here with us. He is going to come and He's going to attack, attack, attack your defense or your offense, I should say. And next thing you know, your boy Shady McCoy, 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 isn't going to look so good. We're going to take another quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap up week nine. Maybe before we do that, we're going to talk about a couple of these transactions that happened during, between week eight and week nine. We're going to answer a couple of questions that we just have lingering. And also, my New York Knicks are already getting their ass up, so down 26 to 17. That and more when we come back to the Mighty Sports Podcast right here, only on net. That's myt Sports dot net. on down to xf martial arts where you'll be able to take part in learning all the disciplines you need to be an extreme freestyle martial arts machine whether it's taekwondo karate yoga summer spring or fall xf martial arts has it all for more information class times and dates so don't wait go to xfmartialarts.com and reserve your spot today that's xf martial arts located at 2875 south congress avenue suite d Delray Beach, Florida, 33445, or call 561-276-1774 and ask to speak with Sensei Cohen to reserve your free trial week. Just tell them Mighty Sports sent you. XF Martial Arts, where fun and discipline are one.
2: They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They join because there is important I'm work to be done. And only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops. All prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash. And the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world. And they can respond. I became a soldier.
0: And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Talon Thoma Taylor, Thoma Taylor, Thoma, 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 Thoma Taylor, (laughs) we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast, as you are back and you are listening that means we are wrapping up our picks for week 9, if you missed it earlier in the first segment, play it back, we told you all of the picks for week 8 and the results, and yes folks, I... Did not get any of my picks wrong for week eight. So I'm just saying if you're a kind of person that likes to find momentum, then you know what? Then I must be in Fuego. And what that means is that you, you may just have it's to change the sound. You just may have to listen to my picks again this week because if i'm on this much fire it only makes sense it really only makes sense for you to listen to me um for you to follow my picks again this week right So next up we have Tampa Bay taking on Carolina and of course we already know what's going on in Tampa Bay and Carolina and in Carolina. <sighs> this may be the first of all of the topics that I wanted to address today that I may start addressing right now as we're going to pick Carolina over Tampa Bay and I'm not going to lie to you if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers hadn't benched Jameis Winston. This week, Winston. we were really gonna look into them. We were gonna call them out to the fire. We were gonna put their feet to the fire and call them out for what they simply said. These are their words that they were basing. They were basing their decision to start Jameis Winston over Ryan Fitzpatrick strictly because of productivity and nothing more it was productivity and if that was the case if that was the case then there was gonna be no reason for us to constantly see Jameis Winston start for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hi, and part of the reason why we say this, right? We, you've heard it. You've heard us talk about this. We, you've heard us allude to it a couple times for the week. That, and, and we've been talking about it for a while now. We started talking about this sometime last season. The first moment that Jameis Winston got Deshaun Jackson and, and, and Mike Evans, and we realized that he was mediocre with them. Two guys that have put up a thousand yards everywhere that they have gone to. A thousand yards receiver with every other quarterback they have played with. Yeah, you know, with Jameis Winston, these guys are struggling. We thought that something was up. And you see what Ryan Fitzpatrick has. Listen, every quarter listen, unless you're an elite quarterback, which you're not what we're calling Ryan Fitzpatrick, but we're also not calling James Winston an elite quarterback. And unless you're an elite quarterback, you roller coaster in this league. You have your ups and downs. Now, sometimes do your downs look really, really bad compared to your highs? Yes. And because of the fact that you weren't considered the franchise quarterback, is your least super fucking short? Like a Choker that can't pass the porch. Yes. Yes. But does that mean. That at this point in their careers. That Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't a better quarterback on that field. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. than James Winston is. Ryan Fitzpatrick Mm -hmm. is that dude right now. And. If they didn't bench Ryan Fitzpatrick this, or if they didn't bench Jameis Winston, I should say this week, we were gonna bring them into question to see if they were really about their business because Ryan Fitzpatrick is the reason that this team wins. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the team that the reason why this team puts up numbers. The reason why this team, if it looks exciting, do you know what has? Do you know what? Ryan Fitzpatrick has done in one week By coming back In one week of Tampa Bay saying that Ryan Fitzpatrick is going to be the starting quarterback For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers In one week He Has made Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans Relevant in fantasy football again We know again That they will put up 100 yards receiving If not both then one and if not both get a touchdown, then at least one with 80 and a touchdown. You understand? We know this from Ryan Fitzpatrick. Now, in a division game versus Carolina, and what that defense and what that offense has kind of been doing, it's gonna be kinda of tough. But we kinda of, but we know it's gonna be a shootout with these guys. And even if it's not a shootout, we know Ryan Fitzpatrick gonna pass it. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to turn the ball over more than any more than Jameis Winston would have, and he would have taken more shots downfield. And but let me tell you something that's even more, 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 more trying was more of a testament to their numbers more than anything else is that Ryan Fitzpatrick won't lose the ball more than Jameis Winston. Because James Winston is one of the highest losers of the ball. He just loses the ball. Granted, they recover the ball back a lot, him and his team. But they, will James Winston under the helm, that ball just happens to pop out of a lot of places that ends up killing drives for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're going to pick Carolina to beat Tampa Bay. We're going to pick the LA Chargers to beat the Seattle Seahawks. As you know me, personally, there's not a lot of situations where I like to go against the Seattle Seahawks. But after about week 10, I'll reevaluate the Seattle Seahawks. I'll look at them again, and I'll see where I believe that they're at. Right now, I believe they're in this bend, but don't break mode. And right now, the LA Chargers are exactly what I told you that they should have been last year. That they had as much offensive talent that they should have been in the same categories as the Kansas City and Pittsburghs of the world. And now we finally see all of that come to fruition. You got a gate. You got, you got a guy like Philip Rivers, and you got a guy like Gordon, and you add the rest of those dynamic pieces around him, and you get numbers. And folks, the matchup of the evening for Sunday night is the matchup that. <laughs> it's funny I talked about this. One of the podcast about how many former number one picks that the New York Knicks have on their goddamn team right now. Especially in the top 10. Maybe I did talk about this podcast. Maybe I talked about this on the other platform, on, on the video game platform that I like to do every once in a while. <laughs> but next up for the Sunday night game, we have a matchup that... Made the whole entire world pause for a second to wonder what we was talking about. We have a matchup coming up that makes Michael Jordan drop a commercial that said, "Hey, I get it. Every once in a while, you have to compare to who's the greatest of all time. You know who would have done this? We understand that one guy has all the talents, one other guy has all the rings. Some guys, some of the guys can do all the things with the ball that Wabaghan can't. It's the clutch gene, he says in his commercial. I even get it. They, They even have the same number. And the only way to get this figured out is for them to play it out. For half a second, we thought Michael Jordan was saying, fuck it. I'm calling out LeBron James. Cause I got another take about LeBron James and about his number, well, he's doing the number 23. And what we end up realizing that Michael Jordan wasn't talking about a matchup between him and LeBron James. No, Michael Jordan was talking about the Sunday night matchup between Green Bay and New England. Yes, they listen. Nike made you look, the NFL commercial made you look, and, man, Michael Jordan made you look. They're very clever wordplay. That's yes, Green Bay is gonna be taking on the New New England Saints in New England, in New England, and I'm telling you right now, the only reason why I'm not picking New England is because of the hate. That runs through my veins against New England. So if you want to go against me, and pick New them here, I can't blame you. But after last week, what just happened and the way that Green Bay lost that game, and now that you figure that they have a, a nice little motivated lineup in there, see, I'm just saying, Randall Cobb may be the kind of person to start this week. I, I, feel like, I feel like he may be the kind of guy that has three touchdowns with 163 yards. That could be this game. And it cannot. And that's what kinda of has me a little bit. last game of the evening, last game of the evening, of the, the week, It's Tennessee versus Dallas. And we have Dallas winning that game. And Dallas just made some interesting rules that you may not have heard. And that's part of the reason why I think that Dallas is going to win this game. is because very recently that we just saw Dallas pick up Amari Cooper from Oakland. Oakland, is, I tell you, there's reason, part of the reason why we don't believe in Oakland and why we have, we have no clue what they're about to do. Because they seem like they've been shooting their gun all over the place and they have no clue what they want They get rid of their best um, defensive play, player, Khalil Mack, and we see what he does in, in, in immediately as he goes to Chicago. Now we're going to see Amari Cooper come and play for the Dallas Cowboys. And on the Dallas Cowboys, one all of a sudden again gets a number one wide receiver. A great guy, a great big body, a, a good locker room guy, and a guy that runs about and is professional about his business. And I got that you shouldn't hear any static from either. I think this is a very good look for the, good pickup for the Dallas Cowboys. And there have been a lot of transactions that have happened within the last couple of weeks. The Cleveland Browns, for instance. The Cleveland Browns, for instance, yes, that team. They finally have decided to fire their coach, Hugh Jackson, and their offensive coordinator for the remainder of the season. Yeah, fired both of those guys. Their offensive coordinator and their head coach. Gone out of Cleveland. So if you thought that Cleveland may have been looking slightly exciting this year and there may have been like a few things that they they, they may possibly be able to hold on to so that they can salvage whatever kind of season. Or it look like they may be in route to start winning some games. Then nope. 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 The Cleveland Browns have once again disappointed us and let us down with what kind of whatever kind of transaction that they have done because it's just been a detriment to that young quarterback when we come back we're going to talk about the rest of the transactions that happen here in the nfl We're going to have to get a couple of questions answered. We're going to talk about a head coach that I think... I'm even putting more up on the pedestal now. From what I realize and go back and do a historical reference of what he may have done. A Hall of Famer may have been right by calling out of another Hall of Fame teammate. And... You know he's about to get his jersey retired in San Antonio. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast, where we come back right here on Dance. You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Sepp. Wednesday. 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 Bar Louie in Boynton, west of 95, off Gateway and Congress. Thursday. <laughs> Lucky's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Bye. Bye. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ. Whether well, it's birthdays weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ SEPTA puts a royal touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at DJSEPTA.com. That is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at DJSEPTA.com.
2: The ultimate in adult entertainment has arrived, and the place to experience it is at the all-new and improved The Body Club.
1: The Body Club,
2: formerly Club Secrets, at one one three four zero Biscayne Boulevard.
1: Seven days a week, we keep it popping, like make-, make It Count Monday. Well,
0: You ready to start drinking? You ready to start dancing? You ready to start your weekend off like a boss? Then say no more. Give yourself the world treatment by partying with DJ Septon. Wednesday. 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 Bard Louie in Boynton, west of 95, off Gateway and Congress. Thursday. Thursday. Luckys in downtown Fort Lauderdale. Friday. So nice we had to go there twice. Capone's in downtown Fort Lauderdale. And that's not it from your Miami Heat DJ, whether well, it's birthdays, weddings, bar mitzvahs, corporate parties, or professional sporting events, DJ Scepter puts a world touch on everything. And for reservations, just go to bookings at djcepter.com that is B-O-O-K-I-N-G-S at DJScepter.com. Ready to start the show? Good Good evening welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only, Talon Thomar Taylor. It's another week. It is another day to get into the sports. Listen, we're going to hop right into it this week because I'm not in my best mood right now. It's November 7th. It's about 79 degrees down here in South Florida. And we got the whole boat lined up for you. So, you know what I say, regardless of the time, take that, take that, take that. and regardless of the weather, uh, you about? You me? it's always a good time to talk some sports. So... Let's start talking! Woo! Pack had it like a sports fanatic. I tell you, we got the whole thing lined up today. We get to talk about the, the future Super Bowl champs and, and, and their new acquisitions. We're going to talk about that that moves that happen in LA. We get to talk about week 9. We're definitely going to talk about week 10. We're, we're going to talk about that, that, that game that I happened to attend to. And we even going to get into maybe a little bit of college. We're going to talk about some people that want to be moved, that people that should be moved. We're going to get into the fantasy. We're going to get into it all. So let's not waste any time whatsoever. Week nine of the NFL, right? I did good. I did bad. I, I, I could have done better. I got a, got a bunch of picks wrong. Kind of picked up my hat. Kind of, that I kind of picked up my heart a little bit. But that's what happens. Very first game. Automatically wrong. Oakland San Francisco. You know what? I couldn't figure out whose dysfunction was gonna trump. Literally, that's what that boiled down to. I we couldn't figure out whose dysfunction was gonna trump who that particular week. And you know what? This week, it has happened to be Oakland. Oh oh I can't trust Oakland anymore. Like I I, I, I if you have an Oakland player on, on your fantasy on your fantasy lineup, let them go. If you have a jersey from a player from Oakland, burn it. If you used to be an Oakland fan, send in your resignation. They cannot be trusted. You can't win with them. You can't go anywhere with their players. There is nothing left to do but to drop them. And if you don't, well, I ain't say it. You heard what Biggie said. Get rid of them. You can't You can't play. I think we've given them enough time. I think that we have wholeheartedly given the Oakland players and the Oakland management, the Oakland team, John Gruden, whoever you want to blame, enough time to show us who the Oakland Raiders plan on being this year. And if we want to be honest with you, they showed us who they're going to be next year. To be honest with you, I don't know when they're going to be able to turn this ship around. Because – if you're a young player and they, and they draft you, you really want to play for John Gruden at this point in time? Showing the, showing the kind of faith he's been showing his stars? If you're anybody in the league right now, you want to go play for John Gruden? Showing how he's been treating players right now? And how this of, if you're anybody, you, you, you want to go play the Oakland... Oakland's done. Can't trust them. That's the very first fantasy tip that you are going to get of the day. We have a whole fantasy section lined up for you guys today. I hope everybody's ready. Oakland for Atlanta versus Washington, we were wrong on that one as Atlanta ended up winning that game thirty eight to forty. We thought Washington in that running attack, where has Adrian Peterson as a top ten running back this year? Yes, Adrian Peterson, that old ass motherfucker. (laughs) So, we were wrong on that one. Atlanta came with that victory. They did their thug dizzle They performed. They overperformed 38-14. Atlanta, Detroit versus Minnesota. We actually haven't get that one. Wise Minnesota came away with that victory 24 to 9, 24 to 9. We thought Baltimore was gonna wax over over P- Pittsburgh, but it seems that Pittsburgh no longer needs Le'Veon Bell. As even without Le'Veon Bell, they happen to manage to produce a top three running back in the league. Yes, folks, that is what. Pittsburgh is currently rocking with right now as we speak. So, did we all get a little upset, or did it seem like everybody's kind of upset now? At Le'Veon Bell? Does it seem like they're treating him like Julius Caesar and giving him one big knife party? It may be. But James Conner is definitely showing that. Listen. Regardless of what kind of leader Caesar was, or Le'Veon Bell was, here I am walking in like Brutus, and I'm going to, I am going to lead this, lead this new regime and show you what I can do and how I plan on leading. And now Le'Veon Bell has to come back to this team. You see, this is about the reason why we didn't want to, to stick too long, because there's a lot of stuff going on in the league. Now Le'Veon Bell has to come back, wants to come back to this team, and we're going to see how they're going to work Le'Veon Bell. We talked about this already. Le'Veon Bell could come in there and be a one-two punch. He's getting he exactly what, he wants, what he's going to get. They found a viable option to him, and they found another bell cow. But if you're that team now, if you're Le'Veon Bell, the way that they've been talking about you, the way that you feel enslaved by Le'Veon Bell, is they, do you even want Le'Veon Bell to come back? Do you even want, do you want him to remain on your team? Do you even want to be in a team with a locker room like that? Because you see, the last person that didn't trust his team or he, or you felt like his team didn't trust him, he was in Green Bay, and he ended up getting traded in two seconds. Found that we had Kansas City versus Cleveland, where we had Cannon Mahomes going up against a young stud. And we all going to call him stud, Baker Mayfield. Because Baker Mayfield did show one thing, and, and he did show them one thing that was very positive. Very recently, we as we told you last week in the podcast, his head coach and his offensive coordinator was done, was fired. They, they, they let them go. So they asked Baker Mayfield, like, hey, what do you think about this? And Baker Mayfield came on and straight up said, like, listen, these are the times that, that, that test men's hearts. These are the times that, that, that test men's leadership. These are the times that test your manhood. It isn't when everything is all going good everything and everything is, looks like it's in, is in is in order. It's when everything is going all in disarray that it takes time. So we got to find out who's about this team and who's about winning, who's about actually playing football. And with that one statement right there, Baker Mayfield became the face and the leader of the, of the Cleveland Browns. Listen, I may have ad-libbed a little bit. That's basically what he said. It sounds better the way I said it. I'm gonna talk about this next game in a different segment because I'm feeling good right now, right? I got over my woes that was I was plaguing me to begin of this podcast, so I want to keep continuing to give you guys this positive energy. Chicago took out Buffalo 41 to 9 as Buffalo r- remains to be dysfunctional and remains to allow another team to be the best, considered the best team in New York. S- Tampa Bay is just as dysfunctional as them as Carolina beat them 28 to 42. These are two other picks that I end up getting right, as well as I got right the Houston Denver game, even though that ended up being an ugly game, but that also wasn't the ugliest game of the week as Houston and Denver went 19 and 17 for a close win by Houston as Houston, who have very recently just made some moves that I think is going to help solidify their their place in trying to make a quick or a late playoff run, I should say. And that is going after Demarius Thomas from Denver. And as you see, they played each other in the very first week that the teams are traded. And not for nothing, this wasn't the kind of game that you want to call... A revenge game. It wasn't one of it. One. Of, it wasn't one of those kind of games, for Demarius Thomas. That wasn't what happened there. He had a mediocre game. We talk about three receptions, sixty. But they went for sixty yards. So, he's getting some chunkage on those pa- on those plays. No touchdowns. Didn't find the end zone. First week into that team. But it shows that he can be productive. For his three touches, he puts up 60 yards. If you close that out over five to seven touches, you're talking about 100 yards and most likely a touchdown for Demarius Thomas. If you have Demarius Thomas, like, you understand that he has just gotten a massive upgrade as a wide receiver two on your team. Because so far, Sean Watson and DeAndre Hopkins Happens to be the best duo in the league. And they, are tearing it up, and they are tearing it up. And I am happy that I decided to go after Hopkins this year.
1: It's your boing, boy
0: babe. Next up, we had the LA Rams taking on the New Orleans Saints. And what I can just tell you is considered the multi-vest Game of the week, as as we already knew that. And this game was everything that you thought it was going to be and a little bit more. Because early on, you saw New Orleans straight punch the L.A. Rams in the mouth. They had no clue what they were going to do. You saw big plays. You saw Kamara do what Kamara does. And then the second half came around. And the LA Rams said, no, 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 no. We will not go quietly into the night. And the LA Rams come back. And they make their own run. To tie it up. That is. At 35 apiece. We're talking about a, a couple of touchdowns they were down by, people. It wasn't just like a little field goal that they needed. They were down by a couple of touchdowns. And they found a way to tie this game up. Late, too. And then Drew Brees eventually did. But Drew Brees does. And he found his boy, Mike Thomas, streaking down the sideline. Gets open, sixty-yard pass, touchdown. And the rest is history. From there, to be honest with you, eventually New Orleans Saints get another get another field goal. But the most important thing here the most important thing that happens here is that the L.A. Rams are no longer undefeated. That's that's the very first thing that you realize here. The L.A. Rams are no longer an undefeated team. What they are now are 8-1. And what that means is that the Saints, along with them, well, quite not long with them, are 7-1 and, and hold a tiebreaker now over them. That's important coming down the stretch for two teams that everybody thinks is going to be right there in the NFC Championship game. I personally think the Saints are going to be in the Super Bowl. And with their latest acquisition that we'll talk about a little bit later, they may have helped solidify themselves, at least in that passing game. For that, just to give themselves just more threats, more professionalism, more bodies. But as I said, the Saints did what the Saints did to pull away from that game. Don't take anything away from the Rams being able to come back and figure out a formula to start putting up points and to start going up against this, start putting up points against this New Orleans defense. The L.A. Rams still have players to get back on the defensive end. They have ball hawking players to get back on the defensive end. The next time these two teams meet, these teams are not going to look the same on both fronts. New Orleans on an offensive standpoint and the L.A. Rams from a defensive standpoint. When they meet again, this is going to be a completely different matchup and two completely different teams. They're going to have two completely set of weapons in the key positions that it matters. And we're going to see who trumps who. Is Drew Brees going to go through there, and lift up there, dress like a light wind and fuck him? Or is L.A. going to go into New Orleans where the Saints march and ram it right down their throat? That's what we're waiting to see. That's the matchup. That's coming up at the end of the season. I'm excited. Like, listen, if it's not too late, if you still can make some money on it, like, I would put money on the Saints to win the Super Bowl. I am so mad at myself. that listen, but, you know, sometimes sometimes things are just like that. That I wasn't in the position at the beginning of this year to put $100 on the Saints at least making the Super Bowl or at least to see what the bet was to make them on the NFC Championship because I I would have betted on on all three levels. Them on – ooh, ooh. The heat at one point in time were up double digits, like almost twenty points on the Spurs. It's a ten point lead right now, seventy four to sixty four. I would have better on all three fronts. On them making it to the NFC championship game, then making it to the Super Bowl, and then winning the Super Bowl. I would have came up. I would have came up eventually because I, I would have put hundred dollars on agency and just let the odds work itself out. And I would I would have came up. I'm telling you, there would have been some upcomings. The week ended off with Green Bay taking on New England, which we were wrong on because we went with our heart and not with our head. So listen, if you didn't pick these heart picks with me, then you would have been hyped. Right. You would have been all right this year, or this week. Green Bay, New England looked good until the second half. Which went down in my favor for my fantasy, because I in my fantasy league, because the person I was playing against had Aaron Rodgers. Oh, man, I can't even help myself sometimes. That game was tied, folks. Flat out tied going into the half. Everything was looking on pace for what should have been... What was looking like it was going to be a, a continue to be a classic matchup. Instead, what we got in that second half was... You have to give credit to New England's defense, don't you? Or at least them being able to adjust because Green Bay doesn't score another point in the second half. Again, those sides 17-7, Green Bay doesn't score another point in the second half. They lose that game 31-17. to As the New England Patriots go on a 14-0 run, Josh Gordon is, a ben- is, is the beneficiary of one of those touchdowns. And then I think um, Michelle is the one that, you know, is the one that running in. Mitchell. Michelle. I don't know what his name is. I think it's Michelle. <laughs> the Monday night game was was basically just as similar. We had Tennessee v- versus Dallas. And this game is tied up 14-14 in the in the at halftime. And we got this game wrong. We thought Dallas was going to be able to come away with a victory. But no. Who comes away with a victory? Who steals one out of nowhere? We're talking about Marcus Mariota. Steals a game away from Dallas. See, once again, we didn't know whose dysfunction was going to trump. Mediocre Mariota? Or Dallas and their dysfunction and Derek proscott? And, like I told you, with the New England Green Bay game, 14 0 run. Second half. Dallas doesn't score another goddamn point in the whole second half. They don't get a flea flicker. They don't get a touchdown. They don't get a nan. Like, they 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 barely broke a sweat at second half. Tennessee wins that game 28 14. These games are disappointing. But you know what? We're not going to be disappointed by week 10 because week 10 starts a new. Week 10 starts a big new. And when we come back from our break, we're going to talk about week 10. We're going to do our week 10 picks right here live on the air. After the show, you will see the week 10 picks posted and updated on the website. And also go check out the, mo- the social media pages, MyT Sports and YT Sports on Facebook on Twitter, on Instagram, go check them out, go see what it's about, I post a pitch, I post funny shit, I post offensive shit, but you know what, it's all my shit, when we come back, week 10, the current standings of the NBA, and, and, is it too early to talk playoffs, And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host, the one and only talent, Tomah Taylor. You are still listening to the Mighty Sports Podcast. As you know, I am still the only commentator, the only host that you know with fire in his beard and the thunder in his voice, making sure that every single take stays mighty. Whew, that feels good to always get out. So we're talking about week 10, right? Because we didn't want to wait any longer to talk about our week 10 picks. We want to get these out of the way and get, them, and get them out into the universe so you guys can go ahead and about your business and start making your picks because we know these games start on Thursday. That's the reason why we have to make sure we get the podcast on Wednesday because the games start on Thursday. We had to make sure that these picks are out to the people because we know that the peoples, they are waiting for the picks. So let's start giving you these picks. The First game of the week is going to be Carolina versus Pittsburgh. And I'm telling you, I like what Carolina has been doing so far this year. I like what Carolina is doing so far this year. So, before I realized what Carolina was actually doing this year, we actually had this conversation right here on the podcast. Me, you, you and I, to the day we die. We had this conversation right here on the podcast. And what that conversation sounded like was. Hey, because it was doing the fantasy section, so some of you actually, you know what? I lie. Some of you may not have heard it all. This may have been a section that was just for the ladies. Some of you may have tuned out. I know, I know. When I saw the talk to the ladies, you know, some of you, some of you guys out there, you know, you, you know, you kind of back off. So some of you guys, you think it's time to check out, but they get some really good stuff. But it's when I had the conversation with the ladies, and I was telling them that I don't know what's quite going on in Carolina yet, but we did realize one particular pattern and that was that anybody that was going up against carolina any defense that was going up against carolina end up posting up negative numbers it was a pattern for a really long time at least for the majority of their games until about you know f- through the first eight games of the season the first six games of the season some, something along there we spoke about this super early in, in the year and now what do we find out that cam newton Is balling. I mean like balling, balling. Cam Newton is. At this time. uh, During his MVP year. He has the same amount of touchdowns. That he did during that year. But. He has less interceptions. His passing percentage is up. His QBR is up. And. I don't want to say his rushing yards are up. But. But you could actually see that he's not just no longer doing it with his legs and doing it with force that Cam Newton actually now thinks the game and this is what we had thought that like, yo a couple years ago during his MVP race and if Cam Newton could develop into a guy that thinks this game I and mean, oh, man watch out and in a year in a year listen to this look at what I just told you Couple years ago, what Cam Newton is doing was breaking the NFL in headlines. You understand? This year, this year, nothing. You hear nothing. You hear more about the controversy that's going on in Pittsburgh. You know what else you hear? You hear about this rookie named Cannon Mahomes that is lighting it up over in Kansas City. What else are you hearing about? You're hearing about Tom Brady. And you're hearing about Drew Brees. Where's Cam? Where's Cam? See this this is this is where sometimes sports gets to me, right? Where a guy can basically do the same exact thing that won him the award. And be drooled over. Do the does the same thing next year or a couple years later? And can't even get mentioned. I'm talking listen, as I talk about KML, I'm also talking about guys like Russell Wilson. Or Russell Westbrook, I should say, in the NBA. As he posted up a second triple double for a second straight season, and yet all of a sudden they wanna give the they want to give the the MVP over to James Harden. Where James Harden put up the same exact numbers that he put up the year before that and the year before then. When we were talking about like, oh, why is James Harden being talked about MVP all of a sudden when he did nothing more than what he did the year before? He, a- numbers wise, yeah, he put up some triple doubles. It wasn't more than Russell was. It was Russell Westbrook. It didn't average him a triple double for the whole season. He didn't get that. He didn't average that many more points than Russell Westbrook did. All he did was was maybe get close to double digits in assists. I'll put it. The- you understand? Like, if you want to be honest, let me tell you. Let me tell you what James Harden's numbers really does look like. I'm not James Harden. Yeah. They look a lot like John Wall's numbers. Go pull it up. Minus those rebounds all the time? Which, once again, James Harden did it. Average double digit rebounds for the season. Russell Westbrook did. But go look at it. John Wall, James Harden, last two, three years. Com- compare their numbers. Go look, compare them. I got time. Text me on, 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 on the text machine before the podcast is over. Hit me up next week. We're going to talk about this. Trust me. Because when I tell you what how John Wall is looking this year, you're going to be like, oh, wow. Oh, whoa, whoa. Mr. Window to the motherfucking wall? Got me all pissed off and shit about basketball when I'm talking, trying to talk football over here. So, I'm going to pick Cam Newton and Carolina to beat Pittsburgh. Even though I no longer am going by that rule that without any belt, uh, until they get Le'Veon Bell, I can't pick Carol, I can't pick Pittsburgh to win a game, because James Conner, James Conner folks. If you picked up James Conner in replacement of Le'Veon Bell in fantasy football this year, you did not miss a step. You didn't miss a beat. You didn't miss anything. You understand? Like nothing. You you didn't even hiccup. You didn't stutter. That there there are no there, there are no problems in the matrix for you. Because just the same way that Le'Veon Bell used to run, 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 that ball, we got Chase cutter over here run, 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 running that ball, too. So don't get it twisted at all. He was a good find. But I'm I'm taking what Carolina is, is has been doing lately. I'm taking Carolina to go on the road and beat Pittsburgh, and also because wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly, Carolina has to keep pace. If Carolina is going, is Carolina even thinks for one second that they can sneak into this playoff as a wild card, mind you, because Carolina plays in the same division as the New Orleans Saints. Carolina plays in the same division as the Atlanta Falcons. Just let you know, two of the teams that that are contenders, in, in you know that that sound like contenders. In their division, you also have Tampa Bay. We know, but we don't know what's going on in Tampa Bay. So they still have to keep pace. Not only are they in a division that has New Orleans Saints, but you have to fig- you have to fig- you forget they're in a conference that also has. The LA Rams, they're in a conference that has the Green Bay Packers, even though the Green Bay Packers aren't looking like contenders right now. So you understand that they're looking to keep pace. The Carolina Panthers, listen to this, the Carolina Panthers just may honestly finish with the third, listen to me, the third best record in the NFC, and the highest they're going to finish is going to be a wild card because of what New Orleans is doing. Write that down. In case you don't realize that, the Carolina Panthers, statistically, mind you, are the third best team in the NFC. In case you weren't paying attention. Once again, you probably haven't realized it because a guy that is doing doing better than his MVP season a couple years ago isn't even being talked about. Right now, Cam Newton's suits are making more headlines than Cam Newton's play. For some odd reason. But we ain't gonna let that shit slide here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. We ain't gonna let Mr. Dab himself, Mr. Superman of, of of the NFL, just go away. They call him Superman for a reason. And the only reason why Superman isn't number one is because, listen... You may be Superman and you may be able to fly, but when you control the wind like Drew Brees does... I'm just saying. And those L.A. Rams are just playing for the lights. (laughs) Like, those flashy lights. I'm hungry now. So we're going to pick Carolina to beat Pittsburgh, right? We're going to have Washington, who has turned Adrian Peterson back into a top-10 running back at 86 years old. We're going to have them beat whatever's going on in Tampa Bay. Even though we like Tampa Bay. Trust me. Trust me when when we say that we – that if there was any team that we that we that we are very oddly still kind of rooting for in a very slight way it is kind of Tampa Bay right like and, and it's very weird because we kind of rooted for Tampa Bay when they got James Winston we got fe- we've gotten fed up with them but again we're back in love with them again aren't we Right, right we're kind of back in love with them because they got Ryan Fitzmagic and it seems like Ryan Fitzmagic has made a Hollywood kind of change from being to the Jets to going to Tampa Bay mind you we have guys like Deshaun Jackson who wants to trade, folks. Deshaun Jackson wants out of there because of this function that's going on there. Week to week, he doesn't know who his quarterback is going to be. You got guys like Jamin Winston, the only quarterback that he has ever had to not make him a 1,000-yard receiver. Remember those facts. So Deshaun Jackson's a little pissed off. Listen, I wouldn't be the Sean. I wouldn't. I would not be surprised if the, if the Sean Jackson wants to leave. If the Sean Jackson ever offers his contract and he still got some years left on his bills, that he don't go back to Andy Reid. You, 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 you. B. B. Are you? You got? You listening to me? Market. like one hundred percent. Market. If the Sean Jackson is a free agent. In the next year or two, and he still got some tread left on those wheels. Do not be surprised, especially with, with what they have over there in Kansas City. If Andy, if Deshaun Jackson doesn't go back to Andy Reid, as you see, people have some of their best times in their career with Andy Reid, and he isn't exempt from that. Like he, he realizes that. Just like Ken, just like Patrick Mahomes is realizing. Just like, just like, just like the quarterback that they used they used to be in Philly, the black dude. I don't know why I'm forgetting his name all of a sudden. I went to Syracuse, but just like he will never say a bad word about Andy Reid, they all realized it was the sweetest thing that they've ever known. When it comes to having a head coach, and they want that back, Deshaun Jackson is going to Kansas City event before he before if 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 Andy Reid is still coaching Kansas City, which I don't see him not going anywhere, Deshaun Jackson is going to find his way back with Andy Reid, and he's going to play with Kansas City before he gets out of this league. Because not only that. I think I think that also like Andy Reid may be one of the few people that could control Deshaun Jackson's mouth or whatever attitude that De- Deshaun Jackson ever been perceived to have. See, I remember, man, remember when Deshaun Jackson used to have tweeting problems when he was really like one of like the top people in the league. Once again, that was because he was with Andy Reid. So next we have. So and, and speaking of Andy Reid, next up we have Arizona versus Kansas City. Listen, I know we made the prediction last week, right? We know we made a prediction last week that. Pittsburgh and Baltimore was going to be the 7th touchdown, four hundred and eighty nine yard game, right? Well, we're going to say that again. We we, we are going to repeat ourselves. History is going to repeat itself this week because because you know what, I, you know what? Sometimes you you're just a, you're just a weak premature on some of your on some of your predictions. When when you when you see things, when you when you have these images, like sometimes when you have when you see an image, it's not something that's going to happen right then and there. You just have to be patient, and so it comes even though you try to force it into the situation that you're in. No, 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 no. Sometimes, sometimes, like that round peg isn't trying to isn't here for that square hole. You have to wait for some time for those edges to smooth out a little bit. So this is what I'm saying to that. This is going to be that game that has easily, and I'm, and I'm telling you right now, like 489 yards passing for Patrick Mahomes and seven touchdowns. For the team. Seven touchdowns for the team. This is all, what I'm what I'm saying is that at a minimum, Kansas City is putting up 49 points. That's what I'm trying to say here. At a minimum, Kansas City is going to put up 49 points up on Arizona's defense. And that's not that far-fetched <laughs> of a stretch. Just to, just, just to let you know. I mean, they put up 37 against Cleveland. You tell me they can't put up two more touchdowns against Arizona? Next up, we have Buffalo versus the Jets. This happens to be for some pride in New York. For, for nothing else, right? Because both of these teams kind of suck. The Jets are 3-6. and six, The Bills are 2-7. and seven. We're both two of the worst teams in the AFC. Like, the only team that w- is worse than us happens to be the Oakland Raiders on a consistent basis with their one win behind. Literally, the Oakland Raiders have one win. But I do wholeheartedly expect the Jets to be able to beat Buffalo. Once again, Like, like this is... Not only a little bit of of a rivalry, but this is also me trying to figure out whose dysfunction is going to trump who, right? And even though the Jets are in a position to win a lot of games this year, I think that when you lose a game like you just lost against Miami, which I haven't been able to talk about yet with you guys, you have to come back and beat Buffalo. Do you hear me, New York Jets? After you lose a game like you just did Against Miami. You have to come back and beat Buffalo. And I'm talking about convict. I. Man. It should happen. And, it's, and it should be violent. It should be ugly. Like, it, 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 it should make women and children cringe. Where you beat Buffalo Are you listening New York Jets Because If you come Out of that arena Next Sunday With an L To Buffalo Even in a year Where you're rebuilding And shit don't matter We're gonna have some Motherfucking problems dog Like Like, like. You hear how positively I talk about every all these other teams, right? You hear how I rave about the Saints. Let me unclick a couple of these pens. Here, give me a sip of water. i all vexed and shit. We might as well just start talking about it, right? You hear how nicely I talk about all these other teams, right? You hear how nicely I talk about the Saints. I rave about them. Can't say I rave about these teams. Whoa, what happened there? I can't talk about you guys like that. No. Every time I talk about you guys, even in a year that you're rebuilding and shit should matter, like you make me you you're vexing me. Cause you have to understand, right? If even when you're if you're a realistic fan, there are just times that you just expect your teams to beat certain people and it just and they don't do that. Those are the ones that sting. Those are the ones that 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 eat at you. So I had to eat crow from my Dolphins fans, my Dolphins f- fans friends last week. If you if you put me in a position to have to eat crow again with my Bills fan f- friends, fan friends, Fri for friend, for for friends. F- f- friends. F- f- friends. We're going to have problems, B. We're going to have massive, massive problems. So we, we're not going to have back-to-back losses, right? We, we, you're not, you're not going to fall back or lean back into bad habits. We're going to invite the Buffalo Bills over into our house for a good old-fashioned can of ass whooping and we're going to leave them full and unsatisfied. Next up, we have Jacksonville versus Indiana. And this is one of them times where I'm just going to pick Jacksonville because I don't trust Indiana. I don't trust Jacksonville either right now, to, be- to believe it or not. I wholeheartedly do not trust the Jacksonville Jaguars. And a lot of it, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they don't have their running back. Without, just like I. Without Leonard Fournette, it's hard. It's hard to to find a way to for this team to win because you don't have the quarterback there that's gonna lead you to win games. So the Jacksonville Jaguars may have just wasted a season. Cause, 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 listen. Whether your quarterback is too old or whether you have a young quarterback that isn't quite that isn't making it yet, you basically threw away season because the Jacksonville Jaguars, believe it or not, are kinda in of the same boat that Eli that you are with the New York Giants. They came into the season knowing that whoever their quarterback is wasn't was not is not their quarterback of the future. And was barely their quarterback for this year. But yeah, that's all they had to serve. I'm not sure why I'm gonna pick Jacksonville. Why I'm, why I'm leaning towards picking Jacksonville over Indy. Why, I, I don't know why I don't trust Indiana as of yet. They have the same record. they both are three and five at the bottom of their league, at the bottom of their conference, the bottom of their division. It's just, you know what? Let's give Andrew Luck a little bit of credit. Let's give the Indiana Colts a little bit of credit. Let's, let's give Andrew Luck a little bit of credit that if Jacksonville Jaguars are that dysfunctional, that the only dysfunction that Indiana has right now is that they're passing the ball way too much. That's really what all that is. Is that they 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 have Andrew Luck out here passing the ball 40 50 times a game. That's the only th- that's the only problem that it is. But if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's more of a problem that it is for you right now than it is for Indiana and, and when it comes to week 10. Next up we have Detroit we have Detroit going to visit Chicago and we have Chicago beating Detroit. As once again is that team that has they just have that sauce right now. like you, you can't describe what Chicago's playing with right now. They're 5-3. and three. Another team in the NFC. As, as you keep hearing me like r- like rattle off these records, remember what I told you Carolina's Panthers records were. Because I told you, the Carolina Panthers are sitting behind a team right now. They're going to be a wild card team. The Chicago Bears? The Chicago Bears? They're not a wild card team. Like they're making the playoffs. Like, they're going to be a division winner at this pace. Unless Minnesota gets their, gets their act together. Minnesota has a task with them again this week. Actually, no, 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 they don't. Minnesota actually has a bye week this week. What am I saying? So we're going to pick Chicago to take out Detroit. It's like we're going to take, take New Orleans to beat Cincinnati as New Orleans gonna go, is going to go marching into Cincinnati next week. We're going to take New England over Tennessee. We're going to take Atlanta over Cleveland. That's a lot of road games. But look who they're playing. We're talking about Cincinnati here. We're talking about Tennessee here. We're talking about Cleveland here. Do we have that much faith in there? Cause we, you know, cause we're gonna continue this pace of staying with road teams. We're gonna pick the L.A. Chargers over the Oakland Raiders. We already told you. We already told you about about how we feel about the Oakland Raiders. But let's remind you how we feel about the L.A. Chargers. L.A. Remember, remember earlier in the podcast, I may have mentioned to you. I mentioned that hey, sometimes, 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 the image that we see with is a little where where are a year early, sometimes, of what we see, of what we predict. Of how we feel. We're just a little bit early. That's how it was with the LA Chargers. I saw the LA Chargers last year and I said, wow. Yeah. The LA Chargers had, to me, enough um, the, enough talent. Or the same amount of talent that Kansas City had last year. The same amount of talent that I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers had last year. Who else was a juggernaut that we thought oh, this is, had this, a bunch of offensive weapons last year? That I, I'm trying to remember. But I thought the L.A. Chargers had that kind of weaponry on their team last year. If you don't believe me, look how I drafted in my fantasy last year. It was very Charger-friendly. Last year, they didn't quite know what they had themselves. They sputtered a, a little bit. The Indian is down to Philly, 78-70. 21 seconds left to go in the third. It's coming, Natalie. It's funny, I thought about it too today, during the podcast earlier. So you must have been on the same wavelength as me. I think it was during the time when I was playing the body commercial. I was like, oh, shit, this needs to be finished. So, yes, I am taking the LA Chargers to beat the Oakland Raiders because I think that they finally figured out what they have. And... This may be the he this may be the time in his career where Philip Rivers may have the best team that he's ever had, and now that he has eighteen kids and now some of them are grown enough to come watch him play, you know what I mean like this may be a good thing, and also they're playing the Oakland Raiders, and you have heard me wholeheartedly describe how I feel about the Oakland Raiders. I don't trust them. I don't think you can in with them. I don't know what the hell John Gruden is doing, but the Oakland Raiders are not to be trusted. And the LA Chargers happen to be one of the best teams in the league. And let's not get that not get taken away from them. Though. The LA Chargers happen to be one of the best teams in the league. The LA Chargers are in the same position that the Carolina Panthers are in. That the only reason why you don't hear more about what LA charge, what the LA Chargers are doing in their division is because they happen to be in the same division with the Kansas City Chiefs. Exactly. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks versus the LA Rams. And. This game bothers me a little bit. I know what the LA Rams have been doing. I know how the, how the LA Rams have been playing. But we're getting to that time of the year where the Seattle Seahawks like to make their late season push. And if you look at how the the field is, right? Chicago, the Saints, the Rams, the Redskins. The Redskins. I, if I uh, Giants fans, if I tell you but the record is for the number one team in the NFC East, you'll be even more disgusted with with the fact that you cannot put a product on the field to win this division. But you have the Redskins, you have the Chicago Bears, you have the New Orleans Saints, you have the LA Rams, right? The four teams that we that that are leading the division that, that are going to make it. Then you have the Carolina Panthers, right? And we, we just all know that are gonna make it at 6-2. After that, everybody else that's that that that's gonna make that wild card is either gonna be another five and three Vikings or a four and four Seahawks or four a four-and-four Eagles. You see, you see what I'm how I'm getting here? A four and four Falcons? Like these are those teams that are gonna be right there on the bubble with the Seattle Seahawks. So Right now, the Seattle Seahawks are in a position where you know they're going to be playing some meaningful basketball, meaningful football at the end of the year. Keep that in mind of who is going to play meaningful football at the end of the year. Keep that in mind, not just for yourselves, but take a mental note because we're going to talk about that a little bit more in in the podcast when we get into the fantasy section. You're going to want to know this information as the fantasy football playoffs are four weeks away. Turn down for what? The L.A. Rams won't take another loss. But the Seattle Seahawks won't go on... We'll go quietly into the night. The Seattle Seahawks can't afford to go four and five this late into the year. They probably they probably can, but they don't want to. If you're trying to keep pace with the Vikings that already have a better record than you, the Eagles that are tied with you, the Falcons that are tied with you, then you can't afford to drop games like this. Especially when some of these teams, like, we have, like, we think that they win their next game. Like, we Atlanta, we have them beating Cleveland if you're trying to keep pace with them. Minnesota's on a bye week, so you don't have to worry about Minnesota pulling ahead of you this week. And there's still a guy by the name of Aaron Rodgers that still can creep up and sneak in there. Like, I still a viable option for them. So don't get it twisted. And the Seattle Seahawks are a team that we all know knows how to at least make it into the playoffs or play at the end of the season. It's just that, what are you now? And this also, folks, is a rivalry game. This is a division game. The LA Rams just isn't in their conference. They're in the division. So something's got to give here. This is going to be a heart pick, folks. And you know how I feel about heart picks. Heart picks go either way. They go side to side. They go front and back. Just because they can't doesn't mean they won't. I'm telling you right now, I'm picking the LA Rams to win this game. I really think Seattle has a chance in this game. I think the LA Rams come away with their second loss of the season, to be honest with you to be honest with you, I think the LA Rams come with their second loss of the season. Seattle goes to 5-4. and four. New Orleans Saints improved to 8-1. and one. The Carolina Panthers improved to 7-2. and two. And now things start to get interesting about what the Rams really look like. Well, granted, it's gonna be really hard for the LA Rams to mess up at this point in time having home court advantage or, or having their first that their first round bye. But this is how that starts by losing to the Saints that you're supposed to be playing it, you know, that you're playing up against because they're supposed to be the other team that's at the top of that mountain for you. But don't sleep on a desperate Seattle. I think a desperate Russell Wilson a desperate Seattle is just, is just as vicious. I'm picking Seattle to beat, to beat the L.A. Rams. You guys, I'm telling you right now, that's a hard pick. Go against it. Go against it. Take take, take take what seems to be the better matchup. The 8-1 L.A. Rams beating the 4-4 four four Seattle Seahawks. Take that. If you, if you want to take the guarantee, take that. But I'm telling you right now, my heart is telling me something different. Oh, I can feel it. I feel it somewhere. It could be plantar fasciitis or or, or, or it could be my senses, but I can feel it in my bones. That could also just be arthritis, you know, but. Then we have Green Bay taking on Miami. And after Green Bay taking a bad loss to one AFC East team last week, I don't see them taking two bad losses to two AFC East teams in back-to-back weeks. Look for Green Bay to whoop up on Miami as Miami has to go fly over to Green Bay. And as I told you, beginning the podcast at eight o'clock at night, it is seventy-two degrees here already, and only in South Florida. I don't know if Green Bay is even getting up to seventy-two degrees at noon anymore during their days right now. Just saying the stark difference in what that temperature is going to be a little like. So, Green Bay over Miami. Last up, we – not last up, but next we have Dallas versus Philly. I'm going to pick Philly to beat Dallas. Like, let's not get that twisted. I'm picking Philly to beat Dallas. Don't trust Dallas either. Not sure what Dallas is going on over there, but I don't trust them at all. And Philly is actually still playing for something. not saying Dallas Cowboys isn't playing for something. I'm not saying that the Dallas Cowboys still can't make the playoffs. Listen to this. The Dallas, Maver- the Dallas Cowboys have a three and five record, and they can still win their division. Are you hearing me, Giant fans? With a three and five record, this division is still winnable. But the Giants are one and seven. They're the only team in this division that don't doesn't have a chance. No mas. No mas. Philly over Dallas. And as we're talking about the Giants. We have the Giants taking over the, taking the San Francisco 49ers, right? We have New York versus Cali. Giants versus Niners. And this is another game where I have to wonder whose dysfunction is going to trump It is so hard to decide that Especially when you're talking about the New York Giants They've won one game One game all season San Francisco 49ers just won a game last week If I'm not mistaken San Francisco 49ers just beat the Oakland Raiders 34-3 Can we say two game winning streak as San Francisco is at home against the Giants? Cause that's where I'm going with that. We're gonna take a quick break. Very brief break. Because when we come back, I've been I I I I I'm gonna have to apologize to you guys. Apparently I've been I've been I've been lying to you guys. And I'm going to have to apologize to you guys clean on the air right here on the Mighty Sports Podcast. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Me, still your host, Alan Thurman Taylor. Still here. Still breathing. Still doing our thing. You're still listening. Mighty sports.net, right? NYTSports.net. We listening? Podcast? And everything else? <laughs> okay. Let's <laughs> get back to the show. So, those are the picks for Week Ten, right? We, we if you were listening to the podcast, we just did the Week Week Ten because Week Ten has had a lot of things going on, and you've heard me mention a couple of these things during the podcast. And The one thing that we have to, that we that we probably have to say that's going on, the one thing that we have to talk about going on is Des Bryant going to the New Orleans Saints. Des Bryant going to, going to the New Orleans Saints because if that isn't not only a good move for Dez, because you have to remember, the Cleveland Browns were offering Des five million dollars or something like that to play for them. He turned that down. The ball he wanted ten mil, uh, and if and I would want that too if I'm gonna go play for the Cleveland Browns. And their tomfoolery. But also, you if you would hold that if you got to hold out for this long, you're gonna want to play for a contender. He's playing for the ultimate contender right now. The Baltimore Ravens Offered Des Bryant a contr- Offered Des Bryant A contract And it was A one year deal And he wanted, to, and he wanted um, Something a little bit longer To show that He could prove something And I could see that Probably with a team Like Baltimore And we kind of see What Baltimore is doing This year Baltimore has Has actually been looking Kind of respectable again As for the last Two years We have put out a, We have flat Put out an APB On Joe Flacco Actually I'm sorry we didn't put out an APB on Joe Flacco. We knew where he was at. We put out a warrant for his arrest because Joe Flacco was stealing money. My apologies. <laughs> it wasn't that he was—he wasn't showing up. Oh no, we can see him every week, right on camera. Stealing boxes from the back on his day off. That's basically what he was doing. And he probably would have worked for what they have there. We're going to leave Michael Crabtree alone this week. This isn't about him. Michael Crabtree, Des Bryant, and whoever the other third receiver, who's actually doing pretty well, the sec- their second receiver there, is actually doing well right now for the Baltimore Ravens. But no, Dez turned down all of that. And now he finds himself on a one-year deal for the vet minimum where he wants to prove himself. But Dez gets to do something Dez has never done before. And that is played deep into the playoffs. Deep into the playoffs we're talking about. Not just in the first round. And getting bounced. We're talking about deep into the playoffs. To a championship game. And if you have ready to talk about New Orleans already, then you know. Also to the Super Bowl. Des Bryant has made the best decision of his career. And when you team now you have Des Bryant, you have Kamara, you have Mike Thomas, you have you have Michael Ingram and now you add Des Bryant. Listen, what did I just say? We have Kamara, we have Thomas, we have Ingram. Kamara, Thomas and Ingram. You add Des Bryant to the mix, and you are talking. And we're talking about, listen, we're talking about Des Bryant comes in in the slot. We're talking about Des Bryant comes out on the field when they're doing three wide receiver sets. That's when Des Bryant is out there. When Des Bryant is the last thing that you're thinking about. Because you have Michael Thomas, you have Michael Ingram, and you have. Kamara on your team. Des Bryant gets lost into the shuffle. Des Bryant gets lost in translation. And actually, you know, Des Bryant has 80 yards and a touchdown on four catches because that's kind of what Des Bryant did anyway. Des Bryant, you're probably going to see him in a in a in a post up situation or back shoulder in a post situation down the middle, definitely. But you know how many back shoulder throws you could you could throw to him now? I'm pretty sure that's something that him and Drew Brees are going to work on. So as I told you guys, I've been lying to you. I've been lying to you. Like I've 100% told you guys and I mean for years I've told you that steadfast the running back is the most important position in fantasy football. The running back is the most important position. In fa- the running back is the most important position in fantasy football. And I'm here to tell you that the running back is not the most important position in fantasy football where there are 10 quarterbacks. That if you put them all top 10 quarterbacks Right? None of them. The worst one, the worst one would finish fourth amongst running backs. Now, it's going to be crazy when I tell you who number four is or who number 10 is. Number 10 is Aaron Rodgers. And he has the same amount of fantasy points as Alex Kamara. Alvin Kamara. The same amount of points. So, in other words, there are seven running backs that aren't even as good as the top, the number 10. The number 10, wide receiver in the league. Wait, it so happens that, that wide receiver happens to be a. a Ron. I didn't realize I was this wrong. Because you know what? This is what they said. This is what the experts say. But we're, listen, we're doing the numbers here for you guys. We're showing you live numbers. Top 10 players in the league, right, fantasy-wise. Last one, Ben Roethlisberger, 165 points. After that, Andrew Luck comes in at number 9. You see your first running back in Kareem Hunt at number 8. Deshaun Watson is number 7. Drew Brees is number 6. Cam Newton is number 5. Let me tell my camera. Jared Goff is number 4. Matt Ryan is number 3. And then here goes our second Running back and Todd Gurley, number two. And then Kenny Mahomes, number one. That's two running backs in the top ten. And listen, we, we've done this a couple of times now. We've been looking at this pattern. Remember, we've started this, we started this early into the season. You just say like, we're like we've been doing this, we've been doing this comparison early on just to see where these patterns were gonna lie. They haven't changed. Eight of the top ten players are still are still quarterbacks, followed by two exceptions in a Todd Gurley and a Kareem Hunt. Adrian Peterson, at his old age, is number ten in in running backs or ninety six. Doesn't even break hundred points yet. Ezekiel Ellis he managed to squeeze his way as in a number nine quarterback. After I told you guys, I definitely didn't think he was even going to be a top ten. And honestly, like he's about he's like there's about two injuries. That happened to running backs. That he's lucky that he even made it. You have McCaffrey from Carolina coming in number seven. You have White in New England coming in number eight. You have Saquon Barkley from the Giants coming in number six. I didn't think he was going to be at that high. You have Melvin Gordon from the L.A. Chargers coming in number coming in number five. You have Alvin Kamara at number four. Yeah, folks, Alvin Kamara is number four. Doesn't make it into the top ten. 162 points. 161 points, I should say. That's where he's at. 161 points with Drew Brees. But now, the top three running backs, I've mentioned them to you over and over again and over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again so far this podcast. James Conner from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Number three in fantasy football, running backs. We mentioned this. Kareem Hunt, number two, 171 points. Todd Gurley, number one, 215 points. This is going on in LA right now. LA Rams, Todd Gurley. L.A. Chargers, Melvin Gordon. Two guys that are balling. That one, whatever, they must love it. They must love it. Now, who are the quarterbacks, you say? As you already know, Aaron Rodgers is the 10th quarterback on this list. Sits above him is Kirk Cousins. Sitting above him is is Ben Roethlisberger. Sitting above him is Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck comes in at number six. Sorry, number seven in quarterbacks. 166 yards, 166 points. Deshaun Watson, 173. Drew Brees. top five. Top five, top five. Cam Newton, top five. Top five, top five. Then we get Jared Goff at number three, Matt Ryan at number two, and then Cannon Mahomes sits above them all in number one. The standards are stored to, even in regular football, and not just, and not and not just for the fantasy. So you know what? Let, let's 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 bring this to you guys a little bit early today. I hope I hope you're ready. See, normally I like to, I like to do this as a little bonus section at the end of the podcast, but you know what? No longer at the end of venues. No, 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 no. You guys get your own right in the middle. So right now, we go, we're going to give you to the fantasy football test because right now, what's, what's happening, not just in the NFL for real, but also coming up in your fantasy football leagues, you should be getting ready for playoffs. Yes, but but I got to. Yes. Playoffs, they're around the corner. There are three weeks left. If you're in a standard league, There are three weeks left in your fantasy football league. And this is where things start to get a little bit tricky. This is where things start to get a little bit dicey. This is where you have to start paying attention to something just a little bit different. You guys have already figured out some of the harshest points of fantasy football. That dreaded bye, them dreaded bye weeks. I know some of you guys have been going crazy. You know, so everything looked all nice and cute, you know, a week. And I tell you, it only, it, like, it, it only gets worse for a while, and then it comes back down. It's, it's, it's like a roller coaster. It's going to peak, and then it, and it comes down a little bit. Where, you you know, first couple of weeks, you, and it starts in week five, you're like, oh, only like one or two teams on bye weeks, you know. Next week, you saw like, oh, maybe like three teams on bye weeks. You're like, oh, okay, I could do this. I only got like one play out. I only got like two play out. And then you started warming into like week eight, week nine, Week ten. Well week nine, they had six folks. Six. Count them. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, six. That, that whatever that melody is. <laughs> but you had six individuals or teams, I should say, on a bye week. Six of them. This week? I'm not going to say that there's six, but it's noticeable. It's noticeable depending on who you have. The way things are shaping up, you have to start paying attention of how things are shaping up in the NFL. Because this is what starts to happen. If you're a team that has players from the New Orleans Saints, if you're a team that has players from the L.A. Rams, and that's still saying they're, they're on, they're on this, their projected streak, their, their projected path. If you're a team that has players from the New England Patriots, pay attention. So we mentioned Kansas City. We mentioned New England. We mentioned L.A. Rams. Those are three teams that you are expecting, not only that, to make the playoffs. You're possibly even expecting that they may lock up their playoff position early. Pay attention to that. And, w- and what that means for you, what that means for you, the players. You have to remember, when they're in the playoffs, fantasy football is over. The fantasy football playoffs runs from week 14 through week 17. It's week 14, 15, 16, and 17. Those last four weeks. And what happens here is that... If you have teams that have that have already gotten to where they want to go, they have their playoff position locked up. Nothing is going to change. Really, in that last week is what I'm talking about. That championship week is what I'm talking about. Be careful of the Drew Breeses. Be careful of the Todd Gurley's. Be careful of the Patrick Mahomes. Be careful of these guys. If they have their position solidified, you have to figure their teams may not want them to play anymore. So why you why they're still regular season games and you need teams for and you need something to happen for your playoffs these teams aren't worried about that, yes, it's too late I already am yeah, yes 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 you have to start worrying about that. You heard me talk about Seattle earlier, about how Seattle kind of has to be in that mix right now. They're forced, you know, because of their record. They're 4-4. Four four. See, teams like Seattle, teams like Atlanta, those are the kind of teams that you're going to stick with. Teams like, believe it or not, Cincinnati, Tennessee, even Miami maybe, if, if there's any viable options in Miami that, that you can possibly have to want to put in your fantasy football league. I'm not sure why. But those are the teams that you're gonna to wanna to, that you're to want to hope that you have some players for. Teams that are in the mix, that are in the hunt, that are still playing for something in week 16 and 17. What you also don't want to have. Which I already kinda of told you. You don't have to have you don't want to have players from Oakland. You want like if Marshall Lynch has been a factor for you, you don't want to have him. They won't be playing him. Veterans guy at the end of the season, not playing him. If you have Odell Beckham Jr., you know you're not going to want him at the end of the season. Odell Beckham Jr., high paid high high paid diva on a one and seven team, one and seven New York Giants. But Odell Beckham on a one and seven team, he's not playing at the end of the season. I'm pretty sure he's sitting out those last couple of games. He's going to have what Jimmy Butler has been going through. And, ooh, Jimmy. 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 Butler. Butler. Yeah, we got to talk about your ass later. But you understand, then is going to have general soreness. That's what Jimmy Butler has had lately. General soreness, a hangnail. And Ola Beckham will sit out. A golden curl out of whack, he will sit out. So be careful about those guys just as much. Pay attention to the guys that are still in the hunt. Pay attention to the guys that are are giving up the hunt. Pay attention to the guys that have solidified their spot. All of this matters. Part of the reason why I will never ever, and I mean ever, to quote the person I'm talking to, favorite wrestler, change that part of the of the lineup because it's a great, it, it all means strategy. It's all part of the strategy. It has to do with your strategy from the moment it's drafted to the moment you've been building up your waiver wires to the moment you, to the time that you've been build, building up your bench. This is why, ladies, everybody that, that does fantasy. This is why it's important to build up your bench. To even when you think that you have a sli- you have a solid starting lineup, build up the rest of your bench. Build it with players that are not only gonna replace you during bye weeks, but that you can also have pay you off for doing nothing the whole entire season, maybe at the end of the year, when you're able to give your key guys some rest. Cause that plays in the fact I'm telling you, all that's gonna matter. That's what you're gonna be looking like. like oh, this guy's getting some rest. Let me go ahead and give so and so some burn, and he can help me win for a couple for a couple of weeks into this playoffs. He can help add something, as everybody's gonna be in that position. And you have to figure if you're making it to the championship, if you're making it to the playoffs, then you're talking about the sharks of the shark. So if you've made in if you're making it to the playoffs or cruising into the playoffs, and you have not been exercising that dog eat dog world. And you understand? If you haven't realized that you will swim with great sh- white sharks, then you are a gullible guppy and you're about to get eaten. Well, that's not you. Because you've been listening to the podcast. That's not you. Because you've been commun we've been communicating every week. That's not you. Because I've been telling you guys for weeks, let's work them waiver wires. Let's draft players. Build it up. Because also, what have we said about the bench as well? They also play a factor into sometime determining tiebreakers. Yes. So, you don't want to have a bunch of guys on on your, so if you're, so this is what I'm trying to say, if your bench looks like the scarlet freaking letter, Then you need a better bench. Why are you holding on to guys that are IR, that are questionable, that are doubtful? IR, D, Q, O. Like, what are you doing over there? Look like you're trying to play hangman with your goddamn lineup full of injuries and people that aren't playing. Get rid of them. Put in people that you could potentially have in your lineup. Or do nothing. And next time there are six teams in a bye week. You don't have to be looking at Jets players and Raiders players to see if you can squeeze out five points somewhere to help win your league. Basically, that's, that's that old saying you're trying to squeeze blood out of a rock. Or is it juice out of a turnip? Whatever it is, you know I think turnips got juice. You can get turnip juice, right? You you, you can cold press a turnip and get some juice out of that sucker, right? 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly how you need to treat that waiver wire. So, for instance, here goes a little nugget. That's getting ready to drop for you guys. Here goes a little nugget. That's getting for you. Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? Are you ready for it? I told you that Des Bryant just signed with the Saints. Guess what you should have done already by now? If you haven't haven't done it already, guess what you should have done since the moment that you heard me say it on, on the podcast? Guess what you should be doing now if you haven't done it? Go pick up Des Bryant. Put him on your bench. Go pick him up. I can wait. I got times. You know where he's at. Players. They still got him as a free agent. He ain't even assigned to a team yet. Put him on your team. I mean, you've been holding on to Le'Veon Bell this long. Put Des Brown on your team. That's what you have to worry about now. This is what this is what the playoff push is. The playoff push is, is is a is a magical time that you're not just you're not just looking at the current team that you have because you don't know who is still gonna be playing at the end of this year. <laughs> like that whole team that's been made, making you money. Can you imagine all of a sudden you have Aaron Rodgers? And because the Green Bay Packers didn't make the playoffs playoffs with their last game that Aaron Rodgers isn't playing in week 17 while you're trying to win a championship game in your fantasy? Imagine that. And then imagine that the best option that you have as backup quarterback is Patrick Peterson from the Buffalo Bills. (laughs) But no, it's not going to get that bad. I'm pretty sure there'll always be somebody that's better. But that's what we're talking about here. That's what you're potentially looking at. If you have the see? Because it's not just the guys that are doing good. What if Green Bay is out of the playoff hunt? Because they already have 3-5 and five now. What if they are out of the playoff picture? And Rodgers has already been nursing an injury all year. Why are they going to try them out in a game that is meaningless at the end of the season? Guess who is going to take some early rehab? Aaron Rodgers, this is why we talk about, oh no, what you want to do is if, let's say Russell Wilson is out there, Russell Wilson, who isn't a top 10 quarterback this year when it comes to fantasy football, but if he's out there, why aren't you, like, you understand? He may be one of the perfect guys to get to handcuff for Aaron Rodgers in the late game of this, in the, in the later latter part of the season. Andy Dalton may be a good guy to get. As you know, he's going to get that ball out to A.J. Green while these guys are making late playoff runs. I doubt anybody from from these teams are still available. But Philly's quarterback, Carson Wentz. Minnesota's quarterback. um, um who's, who's that, Kirk Cousins? Who's the number nine quarterback? In fantasy football, Cam Newton once again he isn't gonna be available at this point in time anymore. So this is where you gotta go find your bread and butter at. Find somebody that's gonna be out there. Listen, to be honest with you. Be honest with you. To be very, very honest with you, Ryan Fitzpatrick may be wholeheartedly the best quarterback to have right now. <laughs> Cause in week seventeen, in week sixteen. When when nobody's playing for nothing, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is still out there? Well, you know he's still out there trying to throw for 400 yards. To Deshaun Jackson. And Mike Evans. So, also, somebody's fooling us to say, let's say, drop Deshaun Jackson today. Go pick him up. Deshaun Jackson may have a lot of value. Come the end of the season, even though Deshaun Jackson wants out of there, I mean the the trade deadline is going to pass, if I'm not mistaken. So he's not going to be traded anymore. But Deshaun Jackson wants out of there. Oh my God! I hope he goes to. (laughs) We hope he goes to Kansas City. That is going to be a match made in heaven. That's going to be a match made in heaven, more so than what's going on in the Lakers. Because, just like I find it kind of odd, just a little odd, that a guy like Deshaun Jackson wants out. Like, you got to figure, if shit is too dysfunctional for Deshaun Jackson, it sounds the same way to me as J.R. Smith wanting out in Cleveland. And with that transition, we're going to take a little quick break. When we come back, it's basketball season. And you know how I like me some basketball. And we are back to the My Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only, title Tomar Taylor. If you are still listening, that means you are still listening right here at tsports.net. the only place where every single take continues to be my tea <laughs> <laughs> So, Jr. Smith wants out of Cleveland. And, and that lets you know that <laughs> if Jr. Smith wants out of Cleveland and things are going bad in Cleveland, and listen, don't. Be surprised if Jr Smith goes and plays with teammates he's played with before. What I'm trying to tell you is don't be surprised if you see Jr Smith in Houston or L.A. Don't be surprised. Do you, I don't see a team trading for Jr Smith. I think J.R. Smith these last 2 years in the NBA has really lost a lot of his value. So I don't see a team trading for J.R. Smith especially what J.R. Smith is making. J.R. Smith is going to have to come off this contract and do something else. I don't I don't even know what year he's in in his contract if he if he can even st- step away anytime soon. But talk about players that don't want to be where they're at. We spoke about him earlier and we're going to talk about him again because He's been kind of reckless lately, and what he's been doing, and what he and the way he's been going about it, has been completely disgusting. And we're talking about the one, the mm. Butler, mm. Butler, Jimmy Butler, as as you heard us talk about him, talking about him earlier in, in the show, that. Joe, Jimmy Butler is sitting out games with General Muscle Soreness General Muscle Soreness You know what Jimmy Butler's been in the league About well, like 12 years now well, I think he's like maybe I don't know he's been in the league for a while But Jimmy Butler's definitely bit has Definitely like in his In his 30's right Someone in his early 30's Show of hands Show of hands In the live studio audience How many people here over 30 anybody anybody great I'm not talking to you what I want to talk to is everybody here under 30 let me ask you this let me ask you this you young you young whippersnappers <laughs> but how many times do you guys wake up with general muscle soreness and, and I mean seriously so far, I'm pretty sure that you kind of feel like you're getting old, right? How, how often have you played with what you call or consider general muscle soreness? And I'm glad. You know what? Jimmy Butler made up for himself. Jimmy Butler just made up for himself. But Jimmy Butler was not going to play in this game tonight against the LA Lakers because he was saying that he was out with general muscle soreness. And that would have been the second time in very, in very, 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 very recent history in the last week or two, that Jeremy Butler is sitting now with muscle soreness. Now, there's a reason why I ask everybody under the age of 30. Right, how many times do you have this general muscle soreness? Because this is all, this is this because this starts becoming, especially if you're older than 25. This you start getting to that point where you start thinking that you're old, and you're like, oh my god, this hurts. It's starting to get old. Uh, oh god, this is to get old. When you don't realize that 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 your body has always been in pain, you just ignore it. You know, because there's so much adrenaline that shoots through you as a goddamn kid. You know what I mean? When you're when you're when you're beating up yourself, that you never take the time to actually analyze any of this shit. There was a lot of times as a kid, I woke up with general muscle soreness. You ever go roller skating for the first time? You remember how you felt the next morning? <laughs> I'm just saying, general muscle soreness. Now, the reason why I didn't, I spoke to everybody under 30, because if I ask everybody over 30, if they've ever woken up with general muscle soreness, I am going to get a 100% vote. You understand? It's not going to be, I try to, I try to, like, like, screw the numbers. That's the reason why I spoke to an under 30 crowd, because... Listen, there may, there may be a few of you that haven't had it yet. Kudos to you. Lucky if you're under 30. And you haven't witnessed. And when I say under 30, I, I really mean from the age 18 to 29. <laughs> but if, uh, you know what I mean? So what I'm saying is I'm talking to the guys like that, that are getting closer. You haven't had witnessed muscle soreness yet and you're, pushing, and you're about to push 30. Then kudos to you. I'm also going to say maybe you just haven't done enough shit in your life. Just saying. But you know what? Even the person that sits on the couch all day goddamn long get soreness from sitting on the couch too goddamn long. So Jimmy Butler has been, has been sitting out for muscle soreness. And this game against the LA Lakers tonight, he said he was going to be out for the muscle soreness. But we guess he changed his mind. He did get a whole lot of criticism. But also, part of the reason why we're going off on of, of Jimmy Butler, why why we're, why, why we're still continuing to, to talk about it, is because, listen, Jimmy Butler put it out there already. He was going to sit down for general muscle soreness. That's not a look that you want to have For a guy that's looking for a new team you said that you wanted out you said that you you said that you didn't want This team you said you basically said that you didn't want to play for this team anymore And what happened is that there was a rumor that you are being offered up for four first round Picks and you want to pull the stunt about general soreness my dude. Are you stupid why would a because t- p- you also want to go to a contender at this point in time, right? Why would a contender think about giving up anything to wanna put you on their team to help? To listen, you say, "Oh, I'm the right guy. I can train mentally. Uh, you know, I I I, I care myself. Up. I push myself, and I push my teammates." But why would he want to give up anything for a guy that is sitting out now for general muscle soreness? every other week so listen see where you really are injured or you just don't consistently want to keep playing with this team but you got to do something jimmy those general muscle soreness days like you that, those are what off days are for i'm sorry they have they have ridiculously cut down the amount of time between games so that they can address shit like general muscle soreness That's not a good look for That's not a good look for Jimmy. But what has has been a good look so far for one of his teammates is surprising. And I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. I need to apologize to Mr. Derrick Rose. Only in the sense that it's been a while since I've had an issue with Derrick Rose, right? Me and Derrick Rose haven't seen eye to eye for some time. Derrick Rose sounds like has sounded like a big old softy for some time now. He has sounded like somebody that didn't appreciate his position, somebody that didn't appreciate the game. Somebody that said stuff that you were like, yo... Like, do you even want to ball anymore? Bruh. And even when you saw him ball, you were like, oh, this dude is done. He is washed up. And I was one of them. I was one of those people that said that about Derrick Rose. And then, and then, and then. Derrick Rose went out and had a career career. High the other day. A career high for Derrick Rose. A dude that once was the youngest MVP in league history. A dude that changed the rules on how you get to qualify for a max contract. Oh, look at the barn just push off. John is pushed off. Like he literally barreled in there and pushed off. What do they call the foul on Jimmy? Why do they call a loose ball? Okay, he didn't call a foul. Said so that he lost the ball. Lakers go up eleven to ten. You can't <laughs> I'm still waiting for this Jimmy, Butler, this Jimmy Butler trade to go through, believe it or not. But you can't take away from what Derrick Rose has been doing lately. And this is why I'm giving Derrick Rose his credit. Derrick Rose dropped 50 the other day. He dropped 50. And I'm talking about he dropped 50 in a way that outside of the dunks, Literally just the dunks. It looked like the old Derek Rose. That was probably the most. that wasn't the most impressive part or the most touching part about his performance. It was the tears and the overwhelming amount of emotion that exuded, overflowed out of Derrick Rose as he gave his post-game interview. And ultimately, what he basically said was, like, I'll bust my ass, bro. Which, for Derrick Rose to look like the old Derrick Rose, minus a couple of dunks. Not saying that he couldn't get up there and dunk, but just minus a couple of dunks, taking jump shots, taking mid-range, taking three-point shots. Like, seeing that after all this time that, yo, you know what, you finally, because, listen, even coming into this year, you still wouldn't have thought that Derrick Rose was still a jump shooter in any way, shape, or form. Now Derek Rose can hit. That Derrick Rose can hit. A, can hit a jump shot, but I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, right right now. I'd rather have Derrick Rose on my team than a one. John Wall I would rather have Derrick Rose on my team over cuz for once I believe that for the first time ever I believe that Derrick Rose is playing with the passion that matches it, that 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 matches his skill set inside like he looked like he's like say, like he played with athleticism but this is the first time like I, I like even when he was having this game, you can see the emotion on his face in this game. You can see that it 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 just things just felt right. And if you've ever, 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 ever dealt with an injury, dealt with injuries at the level that Derrick Rose may have dealt with, right? Knee surgeries. You understand? Like like not and. You know, bad ankles and any such stuff with your feet, and you go through a, a good portion of your life, that, which which he has now at this point in time. He's going through a good portion of his life, dealing with these injuries, trying to nurse these injuries, never fully being able to realize that yo, will I ever, ever, ever not play like I used to in the in in the sense that I'm gonna do. All the stuff that I used to do or look like I used to do, but just feel the way that I did. And even that, even though it doesn't look the same anywhere, but still be able to do the same things without feeling like my body's gonna fall apart on me. And that's what you saw in that performance by Derrick Rose the other day. You saw a man that finally realized that, yo. I think my body is back to normal. Or I'm finally at a point where whatever the hell is going on is the best me now. And I can go out and I can jump without worrisome. I can get I can take contact without worry as I just see Derek Rose you know drive to the lane and as he takes contact he comes back holding his ribs. Make this up, I swear. Speaking of teams that should beat teams, right? Or that should win, you know, or beat teams that you're supposed to beat. The New York Knicks beat the Atlanta Hawks. See. Knicks, not a great team. Just kind of learning the ropes, playing kind of hard. But, 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 you see a team like the Atlanta Hawks, and you should beat them. I don't care if you only beat them by five. Beat them. You, you have what Michael Jackson said: "Beat it, beat them." That's what's supposed to happen. No excuses. I was glad that at least one of our rebuilding teams, if you're a New Yorker, is actually doing quite well. Listen, and as I talk about the Jets, let's remember, the Jets are still the best team in New York. They are still the best football team in New York right now. That's not saying much. Uh, That's what they are. I would rather have (laughs) Derek Rosemontarian than John Wall. And I talk about John Wall. Because when Le- when LeBron James decided again to take his talents elsewhere, this time it being L.A. and with the L.A. Lakers, when he did that, we knew that. LeBron left the East wide open. Wide open. And once that happened, we wanted to see who was serious and who was fake. Like, who was really about trying to get to the top of the East and who was just going to disappoint And we sat here and we wondered. And we told you, this is a perfect opportunity for a couple of teams. Toronto. Perfect opportunity for Toronto. Toronto may be, out of all of the teams, may, may, may be in the best position to go to the championship and face the Golden State Warriors. And lose in four. But it's them. And they didn't stop trying to go after it. They said, you know what? We've been beating our head up against the wall all this time. With DeMar DeRozan. Let's get... Let's try something new. And what they did... In the something new... Was that they got two players for one. They got... Two championship... Players for one. You understand? Like They got the love that they've been needed... By trading away Demar Derozan, and now look at Toronto again—fast start for like the third or fourth straight season. Records ten and one, and now you have Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green to go along with Kyle Lowry, and now Kyle Lowry is out here pushing games with double-digit assists all over the place. Like that's what's happening out here. That is what's happening out here. Toronto, Milwaukee, Indiana, Boston, Philly. Not surprised to hear that those are the top five teams in the East, are you? Not surprised at all. Cleveland, Washington, Chicago, Atlanta, New York. Those are the five worst teams in the East. Cleveland, as we told you, lost LeBron James. But as we see the LeBron James factor... Cleveland's lost. Cleveland has won one game this season. I don't even know who they won that one game against. Washington is the team that we're worried about here. They're two and eight, two and eight. At a time where there's no LeBron in the East, the Washington Wizards did n- are not looking like a team that is trying to take the next step to try and win again. To try to to try and win, they are get the vision. John Wall is coming in out of shape. John Wall, who cussed out the whole entire who cussed out the whole entire fan base and the media and everybody else who was inquiring about, yo, you like maybe you shouldn't go out so much. Maybe maybe you should focus a little bit more time in training. He cussed out everybody else for saying, like, hey, I trained just enough. But yet you're in the NBA and you're looking like you're out of shape. <laughs> you understand? And the team has only won two games so far out of ten. John Wall, a guy that like I told you, go look at his numbers. John Wall and 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 James Harden have very similar numbers. And listen, maybe the Houston Rockets are a little bit more lucky. this so far this season because they they managed to to, to, to squeak them way, their way up to four and five. But that's not impressive. For a team that's supposed to be playing against the Golden State Warriors. Golden State, Denver, Portland, San Antonio, and the Clippers. Top five teams in the West. Golden State stands above all with with a 10-1 record. The Denver Nuggets have a record of 9-1. The Denver Nuggets have only one loss. That one loss happens to be against a team that just barely got their fourth win. They gave this team their first win, and that's in the LA Lakers. The go ahead Denver Nuggets only lost to the LA Lakers this season, and honestly, I think they lost to the mystique of LeBron James when they lost to the skill of that team. Remember, there was that game that 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 on the very first play, Javale McGee came out early on the tip off, and he and he caught like a nice easy play to 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 put in a nice quick basket, and everything else was rolled downhill from there. It was the mystique of LeBron James that they lost to. And once I think they realize that, be, <laughs> I don't think they're looking back. Denver's a is a sneaker good team. Put of the reason why, why we keep telling you or why we said that, again, at the beginning of the season, we're worried about, we're, you have to worry about Oklahoma City early because Oklahoma City can't afford to start off slow in their division. Everybody was better than them last year. Everybody was better than them last year. They cannot afford to start off slow. They're lucky this year. Portland has a record of eight and three. San Antonio is six and three. The LA Clippers are six and four. As Doc Rivers decides to stay with them, go through the rebuild—the rebuild that he they didn't want to do in Boston—and you see, without a Chris Paul, without a Blake Griffin, who recently dropped fifty as well. You just have a bunch of guys that, that just play hard, and they're being coached right, and they're not a bunch of young guys. They're you know there's a bunch of veterans on this team, and they're doing what they're supposed to do. And you know you get a, you get a guy like Lou Williams on the team, and everything is love, and everybody does a little bit of everything every single day. That's what we're at. like. I said we're not gonna get too into too many wild predictions right now of the NBA. We're ten games in, like we are t- only. 10 games in. What we are seeing is, is early patterns. The LA Lakers traded for Tyson Chandler, who was already playing in his first game. Tyson Chandler gets beat down core by call Anthony Towns, who catches a nice little alley-oop to put the Minnesota Timberwolves up 30-22. to I'm not quite sure what's going on in the LA Lakers. They eventually will come around. Make the playoffs. That's all we're talking about. They make the playoffs they're a completely different team. But if they continue to sit where they're at, if they continue to sit where they're at, you like I said, it's not about it's not about if they make the playoffs is where they finish at early. Because you have to figure that the only team that you're really worried about the LA the, that we know the Lakers are gonna make it to the playoffs. The only team that we're gonna worry about them beating in, or matching up with in the first round that you don't think that they will be able to beat Oh, the Golden State Warriors. Everybody else is in trouble. Like, I'm sorry. Everybody else is in trouble. Everybody else can't get got. I think the Devil Nuggets show, they can't get got. Portland Blazers can't get got. San Antonio Spurs, they won't finish that high. Huh? <laughs> but San Antonio Spurs probably can't get got. But everybody else is up is up as is, is, is debatable. Denver and Portland? Those two teams, Denver, basically you're talking about finishing in a 6th or 7th seed. Denver-Portland. I don't think they'll finish as high as 5th. If they get that 8th seed, then it's a completely different thing. And then you're being bounced by the Golden State Warriors in a sweep in the first round. Which would be even better. Which would be even better. Because I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. Nothing will mean more to Stephen Curry, Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, then, to face the L.A. Lakers in an sta- in-state rival, a division rival, a rival, period, because, you know, them and LeBron. And sweep him and bounce LeBron in the first round. It'll be the first time ever that the great King LeBron James has been bounced in the first round. And that... That right there will be the moment, the official moment, if there wasn't if there wasn't there before. That LeBron James leaves any category that he ever was in, that you want to talk about with Jordan. And you put him in the category with Kobe. Because Kobe has been bouncing the first round. Folks, I think you know what I'm about to say here. I think you know where I'm going with this. I think you know what I'm about to say here. Well, we're done with the podcast it's been a great show you got everything out the way I can't even J.R. Smith wants a trade okay okay you know what we're not doing the podcast I I can't I can't I can't avoid it so you know what here you go the last 15 minutes of the show Okay. I'm not a complete asshole. We'll talk about the Jets and Dolphins game. So, I I had fun kind of sort of. I didn't get I oh, fuck. So, my Jets, my Jets got swept this year. The Jets got the Jets are swept this year against the Miami Dolphins. Losing both games in in Miami and in New York. Yes, that's that's exactly what happened. The Jets look horrible. I, remember, I told you that. Listen, that when I was talking about the Week Nine games, that the Houston and Denver game at nineteen and seven wasn't the worst game of the league, of the of the week. Well, that's because the Jets had a game against Miami it was six to thirteen, and it looked horrific. And I went to the game. Like I like 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 I've been blessed to do it for the last couple of years, you know? I made it my made words of the game. Tailgated. And thank God I had like about twenty-three out of the two hundred jello shots that we had. Right, because you know what he said, like it's only safe to use ten percent of your brain. <laughs> so we only took ten percent of the shots. I wholeheartedly, I wholeheartedly passed out during the fourth quarter of that game. Like, I need to get the picture of me passing out because I needs to turn into a meme. It, it was bad. It was it was really bad. The game was boring. I tried to treat it like I did when I when I go watch the Brooklyn or the Knicks down here. And I tried to treat it like a home game and root for them on every play, but that wasn't working. Eventually, I was passed out by the fourth quarter. I didn't get I didn't get to go down my ramp celebrating. Yes, yeah, my ramp. I didn't get to. I didn't get to do none of the stuff that winners do, okay? Like I was robbed of, of 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 winning behavior. That's ultimately what this boils down to. I was robbed of winning behavior. And I am highly upset. Like, nah, you don't get it, man. Because it's so much there's so much trash talking that's done. You, you have you ever have you ever been around 20,000 enemies? Like I'm just saying, have you ever been that surrounded? You understand? I'll, I'll, I'll rather, I'll rather be, i rather be behind enemy lines in a war zone, than having to be stuck in Dolphins Arena after a Jets loss. Like it's that bad. Like, I, but what the Jets, do, they, they, they did that. They, they lost. They, they lost, and they, and they fell to three and six or whatever the hell they are. And the only consolation out of that whole entire thing is that the New York Jets are still the best team in New York this season. yeah but these goddamn jets and once again it's not the fact that they lost because i expect them to do a lot of losing this season hell it's 10 games this is only we've only got three wins i'm expecting to do a lot of losing this year not expect once again but i i keep reminding you that there are some games and there's sometimes that there's some teams that you should be and I feel, I feel, hardly feel and I, in my bones, in my soul, that the New York Jets should be beating the Miami Dolphins. But they didn't. And since they didn't, I have to worry about all this other crap. Granted, I even think I even left I, partly through the fourth. Took my butt home. Didn't even finish the game. Came home. Slept. Cried in a corner. Turned off social media. Disappeared. No, I didn't do all that. I I, I, just, I came home and passed off because, like I said, I had 23 general shots. It wasn't a lot of awake of me. It, like I said, I was passing on the fourth quarter. There wasn't a lot of coherentness left in me. But I'll be again there next year. And next year will be a little bit better because... New York Jets is going to have a quarterback that just throws a lot of goddamn interceptions and they think that he's going to change. Where have I heard this before? Where have I heard this before? Where have I heard this before? Hmm. Huh, Mark Sanchez? No, no, no. I don't want to go that far back in the, in the Jets history. Actually, I don't need to go that far back into NFL history. It just happened in Tampa Bay with Jameis Winston. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am Talent Thomar Taylor. I do appreciate you guys always listening to the podcast. You know what we say: as one hand wash the other, and the other one wash the faces. We continue to go on this race to the top. Let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. Next week we get to we get to revisit these picks about Week Ten. Don't forget to check the check the website because the Week Ten picks will be up pretty soon. Uh, we get to we get to talk about Week Eleven, and we get to see what another week in the NFL. Fell looks like for all of these teams: LA, Minnesota, Houston. Man, has it going to be a good year? I'm out of here. I can't talk anymore. So wrap. I show sure was hungry. My tea.